What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Now, before I get into it, I just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor. IE Photo Rentals is a rental house in Pomona, California. They have been providing audio and visual equipment to photographers and videographers for several years now. Um, if you go onto their website, you can check out what they have. They have audio equipment, they have video equipment, uh, photo equipment, lighting. They have just about everything you need. Uh, and on top of that, all the, all the guys and gals in there, they're just so great and so helpful. Uh, they'll answer all your questions. I've been renting from them for many years now. And if you go in today and rent some equipment and mention this podcast, they will give you 10% off of your next rental. So a big thank you to them for supporting uh, the podcast here. And if you're enjoying this podcast, uh, let me know. Let me know what you think. Uh, Scroll down to the bottom. Uh, leave me a review. Um, I'd love for you to hit that five-star rating and just let me know what you think. If you want to reach out to me, let me know what you want to hear more of on here. Um, you can reach out to me at Del Toro Photo on Twitter, on Instagram, just about anywhere. Reach out to me. Let's talk. I want to know who's listening. Uh, I want to hear from you guys. All right, let's get into it. This has been a pretty crazy week. Uh, We took a road trip out to Omaha, Nebraska. It was about a 25-hour drive. We drove two days there, two days back, but we spent the whole week out there visiting Maria's family while our son was on spring break. Uh, We had a really good time hanging out with everybody. We ate some good food. We celebrated some of the nephew and niece's birthdays. Uh, But while I was out there, I got to sit down with a really good friend of mine, Brett Bruner. He's a wedding photographer in Omaha, Nebraska. And we got to chat a little bit about um, how he runs his business and how he got started through Instagram. He was heavily involved in Instagram during its early years. And he talked a little bit about how he got started and how he uses Instagram to get clients today. We talked about his engagement. He just recently got engaged. He's going to be having his wedding this year, and we're super excited for him. He also talked about how he manages his own books and keeps his weddings organized. He's also done a little bit of traveling for his wedding, so he gave us some tips on uh, getting some more destination weddings. We also talked about how he switched from using a Canon system over to the Fuji X-T2 system. It was really awesome to hear how he made that transition. Uh, Now he's helping others build their businesses through mentor sessions. And he gives tons and tons of tips on starting up your own wedding photography business. I won't hold you up any further. We'll just get right into it. So without any further ado, I present to you Brett Bruner. Yeah, it does feel like I have pressure on me now. No, no. Sound pretty I'll good? Probably, yeah. Do you want to put it on, on something? No, I'm good. I'm sure? just I'm a chill. Okay. This is not, I gotta make sure I look towards it though. <laughs> Why? I'm gonna turn it like this a little bit. Yeah. Dude, you can sit right there if you want to. Yeah, then I got too much light on me. Oh. Because looking that way is like Boo. Oh. oh. You know what I'm saying? Do you want to sit here? No, I'm good, dude. <laughs> this is Do you want to sit this over is, there? This is my spot right here. We can sit on the ground. Crisscross applesauce. No, then my legs go numb. <laughs> so <laughs> 
right here is where I actually used to have my iMac sitting and I was editing on the ground and I used I had a box where the keyboard and the mouse was on top <laughs> of and I would sit crisscross and my leg would go numb and I actually started hating that so Did I you actually, start like twisting and like yeah, on and your I, side. I would like I would take the keyboard <laughs> off the box, set it on the ground and then I would lay on my stomach yeah. and try to edit, yeah. but then my back would start hurting like after like 10 minutes. So I went like 3 weeks three or four weeks of trying to do that and yeah. I never got anything edited or done. <laughs> and so I finally moved it up there and, um, and one day I edited like, like the three weddings yeah. that I had. <laughs> I still got to turn them over, but well, it's important to have that, like uh, that good workspace. Dude, I know. And that's the chair you're on right now is yeah. the, what I sit at when I'm at my desk, but oh, it's comfy. It's all right. I can get a lot of work done in this thing. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's not real leather though, so it's all right. <laughs> not real. No, it's nice. Nah, it's faux. No, ours is like a, we have like a plastic, not plastic, but it's like a hard chair. I yeah, gotta, I got to toss a pillow on it if I'm gonna do any work. That's what I had for. I don't even. I think it might be in the back, but it was similar to those ones over there. It's just like hardwood, with um, little side arms. I used to have like a little pillow, and the pillow like started ripping. Yeah. I was like, "All right, I'm we rid of we that. had it on this thing, but we had it we have it propped up on a, it's like a little thing that has it above yeah. the 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 desk. Yep, because I've always been afraid of just something oh, wow. something. I did know. that once. Oh. I spilt like thirty two ounces of water into my uh, MacBook Pro oh. on my bed. And what happened to it? So we uh, we have the College World Series here. Yeah. Um, and it was like a College World Series cup. So if anyone knows that, you know how big those things, like they're huge. And it's like the souvenir cup or whatever. And I filled it up with water. And my old bed back at my parents um, has like a little stand on the end. And it's just like, it's like a two by four. So it's like four inches wide. And I, I thought I had set my water down because I heard my food beeping. And so I tried sitting it down really quick, dude, oh. and I like it totally like oh. fell, and it fell onto the bed, and all the water poured out and like seeped into the back of the MacBook Pro. I went down, and I took apart the MacBook, and um, I actually filled a pillowcase yeah. full of like five bags of rice, <laughs> and I let my MacBook sit in that for a week, and it ended up turning back on. And this is like four or five years ago, and um, my brother uses it. It still works. Yeah. But the keyboard went out, and then I bought a USB keyboard for it, and we used that for a little bit. And then when I gave it to my brother, it just the keyboard on the MacBook started working randomly. Wow. So it works like perfect now. Oh my god, dude! Like, my what? my buddy in Texas, uh, same thing happened in his computer. Recently, he well he. He just left it alone for years. He yeah. just said, screw it, I don't need it. And then uh, he took it in, and they told him it's just the keyboard because, like, the certain buttons weren't working. And so he took it into a shop to finally get it fixed. And yeah. It was the motherboard. Oh, and he was man. Like, oh, man. That's what mine was, like, corroding. <laughs> yeah. And, but uh, oh. still, still works somehow. <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. It was probably the rice. The rice helped. Yeah, definitely. Because I've done that. I've dunked my phone. And did the rice thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a miracle. It is weird how that works. It dries <laughs> it out. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> um, is that how we start this? <laughs> Dude, this this is it. Cool, man. Well, thanks for doing this. Heck, yeah. I'm this hyped. This is fun. I'm super I'm hyped. I'm so stoked that I'm actually in Omaha. Yeah, it's crazy. right in front of you. 
doing this. I was going to ask you to do it over the computer anyways. I would have done it for sure. I know. Because I would have made you do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it is wild that you're here, though. <clears throat> yeah. Because you, you guys only come back like a couple times then. You know what? We've been wanting to come back. It just, we've been so busy. Last year, um, work work's just increased for us down there. So we just haven't had a chance to come out here. That's crazy. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard That's to tough. Us, it's know? a far ways away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we drove out here. Yeah. And uh, it was like a 20, 26 hours or something like that. Oh, yeah. So I was saying we drove straight to Rollins, Wyoming. Oh, And that's where yeah, we stayed yeah, yeah. the night. You went to Wyoming? Through Wyoming? Yeah. What? Well, that's a thing. The first. <laughs> How do you go? Isn't that far out of the way? Or no, no, it's only an hour more than take than going through Denver. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and I guess, yeah, it's only up north. Just yeah. North there. Yeah. It just kind of does this because going through Denver, you, you end up hitting the 82. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, the only difference is we don't hit that high elevation through Dang. the Rockies and stuff. Yeah. That's and the true. first time we came out here, we actually. Um, went that way yeah and we went through that you know that really long tunnel up in the mountains in colorado yeah yeah yeah. it's dude, like right outside Maria of, uh, and gabriel got sick dude like, we got out of there and gabriel was throwing up and what? you know so it's just that high altitude just yeah. hit him wrong it is crazy i think so. that's like right outside of dylan yeah dylan silverthorne and frisco okay there's like the three little cities i think that's the one yeah could be wrong it's there's, just a really long there's probably a tunnel. lot of them but uh and it was a really pretty drive, but we just decided to go up this way just cause, just to avoid the high altitude. Yeah. It was easier. It's a rough drive, man. So what's going on with you, man? You guys are all engaged-like. And yeah, man. Planning a big old wedding. Yeah, you, something. like yeah. we're not. It's not too big. Uh, we're trying to keep that invite list way down. That's the hardest thing <laughs> to do, man. Yeah, it's really hard. So I think we started around like 200-plus and we've kind of narrowed it down to like 120-ish now. Um, yeah, it's tough. We just want to try to keep it as intimate as possible. So, yeah, and then we've got some um, local wedding um, planner designers kind of doing everything for us too, which is Love Struck Events, if you've ever heard of them. But, yeah. Um, Out here? They, yeah, they've been taking care of everything for us pretty much. Um and we're kind of going through. We get to go taste some food next week. So what kind of food you're having? That's really um, Can I come? Man, I can't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember our menu. Isn't that terrible? I'd have to look. But um, uh, what is it? Yeah, it's at Platte River State Park. So, okay. um, man, I'm trying to think. We got butternut squash as one of the sides for like the vegan kind of vibe. Um, Wait, are you vegan? You're not vegan. No. Oh, okay. What is it? Vegetarian. Vegetarian. Okay. Sorry, I don't know the I don't know the differences. So. Um, dairy, no dairy. And then there's some meats, <laughs> some some chicken, some ribs. I think short ribs. I think is one of them. And then um, one of my favorites is the drunken drunken apples. Drunken apples. So yeah, because it's in November, so we're trying to go for like this um, fall menu mm -hmm. kind of vibe. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll go in and taste some food next yeah. week, see how it goes. But she got her dress like a couple weeks <clears throat> back, and I got my suit like a few months back. Yeah. So I'm hyped on that. I got it from ASOS. It's a nice little tweed vibe. Tweed? Yeah, mm. tweed. Because nice. it's fall, so trying to stay with um, the cozy, yeah. cozy warm where's vibes. The, where's your venue at? Um, So it's Platte River State Park. Okay. We were originally at another one. 
Um, but yeah, it just kind of wasn't working out. Um, so we switched over to there, which we're hyped about. Um, I've only shot out. I, we wanted to find a, I wanted to do a venue that I haven't really photographed yet or anything. <clears throat> so we, we were having trouble obviously finding a local place that I haven't kind of photographed that was like our vibe. Um, so yeah, we ended up, um, Lovestruck actually found Platte River State Park and they kind of suggest that to us. And yeah, so we kind of went through the design process with them and yeah. So. I imagine you've, you've been just about everywhere around here. Huh? Not everywhere. Yeah. There's some places that I haven't photographed yet. Um, just I've, I've had inquiries for them, yeah. but, um, either they went with someone else or I was already booked. So it's kind of tough. Yeah. There's, um, we were, we were originally doing lead lodge down in Nebraska city. That's where we wanted to get married. And, um, yeah, it didn't work out cause yeah. they don't do, they don't do the, uh, outside weddings. Like, uh, their barn doesn't have heat or air. Yeah. So we couldn't do it in November cause they stopped doing it like the second week of October or something like that. So that was a fail. I literally <laughs> turned down every wedding that I got, a wedding inquiry that I got for that place because I thought we were going to get married there. Yeah. And then we decided not to. Oh. And then, yeah. But I've got a couple um, I've got a couple this year already. So yeah. I'm hyped to get down there and shoot finally. Nice, yeah. nice. Dude, I'm excited for you, man. Thank you. You know, I've, uh, we've been friends for a couple years now. Yeah, dude. It's so been a while. It's been fun watching you grow, grow your business and... You know, get engaged with with Carly over here. Yeah, <laughs> doing it all, doing it all big time over in Oregon. That was that was pretty. Yeah, sweet, that was man. fun, man. Oregon was dope. Um, yeah, she had no clue. So, the back. I'll tell the backstory of it really quick. <laughs> um, I have seen photographed a lot of proposals. You know, obviously it's kind of all I look at. So, I wanted to make sure. My goal was to like maybe just go to a new place that we could constantly visit over and over as like a special place, you know, area, do a trip. And so I've been to Oregon a couple times and I've been to a lot of the waterfall areas. And I think one thing we just haven't really done together is like go to a waterfall kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen them, but never something like special like that. So I found one that was in the gorge that was Waklela Falls, and it was one that I just hadn't been to yet, which is crazy because it's a very short hike, and I knew a short hike would be the best, mm. um, depending on how she was dressed. And so how I set it up was reach out to her, one of her best friends, and we just kind of brainstormed on an idea about how to get her somewhere on a plane basically. So she was like, are there any concerts going on or anything like that that would make sense for us to go to this, go to Oregon or wherever. Um, And so we started searching for concerts, bands that might've been having um, a show during that time. And it was March. So I feel like not too many bands were touring or like doing like summer stuff since it's like kind of cold up in Oregon at that time. So what's crazy, iHeartRadio Music Awards happens every single March, like the first weekend in March. Um, And so ended up finding that just, I just ended up searching big concerts, blah, blah, blah. And it's in LA. So I was like, you know what? I can fake them winning a, 
LA trip for iHeartRadio Awards. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I photoshopped a winning ticket for iHeartRadio Awards show because we do the, they do the uh, contest where mm -hmm. they they fly two people out and they go yeah. to the award show on the radio shows. And so I actually faked. Um, I photoshopped it and put like her name and stuff like that on the uh, iHeartRadio Awards. So her friend was like, do you want to go with me? Like I won, blah, blah, blah. And like Carly was like, yeah, but she was skeptical about it and, and kind of just never thought it was real. Yeah. So we finally kind of played it off and got to the day where they were flying out and I had a wedding the day that they were flying out. So it didn't seem like I would obviously... Yeah be going anywhere or anything like that. Um, so I had two notes that I had pre-written out and had uh, Brienne is her name, uh, her friend. And so I gave them to Brie. That way she could give them to Carly. So basically they got to the airport and they had tickets to Portland rather than LA. And that's when Carly just kind of was like, what the heck is going on? This is, I'm, we are not about to drive from Portland down to LA. Um, so then that's when Brie she started calling me and I ignored the call because I was like, nope, I, I don't even want to, I don't want to talk. I don't want to do anything. Um, so I ignored the call. She got the letter and basically the first letter was just like, hey, like you're not going to LA. Like it was a total joke. Um, you guys are, I'm sending you on like a girl's trip. It was their spring break from yeah. nursing school. So I was like, you guys, you know, work really hard um, and you deserve it, blah, blah, blah. So they got to Oregon, you know, and they went shopping and went out to dinner and all that stuff. And basically me and my buddy Ben, best friend Ben Ramos, um, we photographed that wedding. And then the next morning, me and him flew out and we got there. It was Sunday. And so we got there. We scoped out the falls and just made sure it wasn't like too messy for us to do the hike the next day. <clears throat> Um, and it was pretty solid. It was a little wet and a little muddy. So you were out there already. Yeah. Right? So we she were out she there. Had no idea. She had no <laughs> clue. And what's funny is like, I had turned on like location, um, in your text where mm -hmm. you can see where someone yeah. is, but she didn't, ha I didn't have it on mine. Yeah. So I could see where she was in the city, but she could never see where I was. So I was like making sure, you know, like you were near if her. we were going out, <laughs> like we weren't going to run into her. Yeah. It was just super funny, but <laughs> Yeah, so then on Sunday night, she got another letter, um, which was the second letter, and it was basically just saying, like, um, you pack your bags up, you're staying another week, I'm sending you guys down to Bend, Oregon, and Bend, obviously, uh, if you know Bend, it's, like, the one of the most pretty parts of Oregon, it's got all the waterfalls, all the lakes, just everything's so pretty down there, and um, so... She, I told her they were going to go on a hike in the morning and stuff like that and then head down to Bend. So, um, she still kind of didn't have an idea that I was there or proposing cause I had the wedding going on. Had you talked to her at this point? Yeah. I've been like kind of texting her, um, but not a whole, not a whole lot. Yeah. And I think we really only talked on the phone like a couple of times. So, um, yeah. So me and Ben, we headed up, um, that morning on Monday, which was March 6th. And we headed up there. Ben was photographing me walking all the way up, you know, photographing pretty much everything that was going on. And so then Bree kind of shot me. And what's funny is we had service at the waterfall. So I was able <laughs> to talk to Bree the whole time. And I was like, yo, just like, let me know when you're at the um, when you when you park at the parking lot, because then I have an idea that it's going to take you guys about 
25, 30 minutes to be up here. That way I can put my phone away and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, about 25 minutes later, they started rolling. And I think on her walk up there was kind of when she was like kind of realizing what was going on. So she still kind of didn't have a, a, clue i guess as to what was happening and then yeah so what's funny is i um i wanted to propose in a certain spot which was like a rocky area and and all the snow melt is happening so there's a ton of water filling up um at the waterfall and the waterfall is just so powerful because all the snow melt and stuff so um, I, we were trying to get this log set up on the rocks so that we could walk along the log out to the rock spot that is, uh, normally you can get out to in the like summer cause the water's lower. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when I was trying to get the log, I ended up busting my knees oh. so hard. Um, and there's a video that you can actually see me switch knees up when I like get down on my knee. Yeah. Oh. Um, cause I was like, Oh no, I don't want to like do that, you know? But yeah, so I walk basically she came up we I walked her out and then yeah, yeah proposed and hung out there and Ben was shooting the whole thing and yeah it was definitely was crazy bad. vibes for sure it was too romantic <laughs> yeah it was fun it was a good time and then we we um we hung out in Ben for yeah. the week so it was really cool dude it was that's a good time. cool I'm sure it was a surprise even if she was a little suspicious <laughs> yeah definitely yeah yeah it was a good time though for sure was, and what's funny is March sixth um. We d- I didn't plan it this way or anything. It just happened over the spring break. Yeah. And with the, my wedding and stuff like that, it just kind of it lined up perfectly. But March 6th is 3-6. So her lucky number is 3. My lucky number has been 6. It's, it was my baseball number since it. I was Don't little. Yeah, no, it. it's not crazy. <laughs> I should just say I planned it. But no, it literally just worked out perfectly. Yeah. So then uh, – and then another funny thing is the Cubs – I'm a huge Cubs fan, so they won the World Series in 2016. Yeah. So just a couple months before, uh, I pro- proposed, and they won on November 3rd, <laughs> and we picked the wedding day of November 3rd. So we're getting married on the same day that the Cubs won the World Series, and we had no clue about that either. So That was your year, man. Pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was cool. That is definitely I'm a hype year. for sure. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's good stuff. I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, how many times have you been asked about your wedding photographer? <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! The big. Are you gonna shoot your wedding? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna shoot my own wedding, you idiot. No. Um, yeah, it's um, definitely yeah. So obviously, that's like the first question somebody asks me but I'm sure you guys already had someone in mind. Yeah. So I mean, we pretty much had our whole wedding planned out already yeah um yeah daniel moeller and lauren moeller so they go by moeller's photo the moeller's photo um yeah so kind of backstory on that gosh i could talk forever um so daniel moeller and lauren both shoot together they've been you know they're married um they're husband wife duo and i never thought wedding photography was what it is you know and so five years ago, I got into shooting more portraits and stuff for like families and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mom and stuff, you know, the, why don't you shoot weddings? Why don't, and everybody's like, you want to shoot my wedding? I'm like, nah, like that's not my thing. You know, like I don't want to do that. And so it's mainly because the just ads that I've seen or just just commercially photos, the cheesy yeah. neon green 
grass colored photos that I was seeing yeah. promoted everywhere. And I just kind of never seen that world of like the art, yeah. like the, you know, wedding photography can be artful and creative and just this whole new side. So I kind of never seen that until I actually seen Daniel's photos. And I, th I don't, I don't even know how I found him or anything, but I think I just maybe seen something on Facebook randomly. Um, I think he photographed, I want to say the champions. I can't remember if that was long enough ago, but I remember, I mean, I remember seeing some of their photos, which is a couple here that he photographed. And I, I think I'm friends with Joe and I think that's where I maybe seen it first. It could have been an earlier couple, but, um, yeah, when I seen his photos, I was like, whoa, like this is crazy. He does, um, he has, he has this epic shot that is his shot. Like people call it like the molars yeah. shot, like, like, oh, I'm about to get this molars photo really quick. So we're going to back up. And what it is, it's just two small people with a huge um, open sky. So they're really little. It's a really minimal uh, photo. So it's just two little people, you know, standing on the top of a hill yeah. with a huge open sky, basically. And so that's kind of been like the that that's the Molars like photo. This, that's yeah. the photo. Oh, that's cool. Like so, when I was shooting, you know, like we'd all just be like, "Yo, like, all right, we're gonna like we're gonna get this Molars photo to each other," you know, and like like so everyone knew, like, all right, we got to back up. You got to get out of the shot, basically. So. Yeah, so um, he had these, like, just the dopest, and obviously everything else that he shot close yeah. up to was dope, but yeah. um, it, it just showed that, like, it could be artful, and it could be cool with, like, you know, incorporating a landscape mm -hmm. into it, so when I seen his photos, I was like, wow, man, like, that's really dope, like, I'm actually kind of interested in this yeah. now, and so... I started looking through his stuff and then, you know, I found a couple other local people that kind of shot like that too. And, um, I would say the second other one was like the Hootens and they just kind of, they're, um, they shoot a ton of model work and commercial work and they're like phenomenal with shooting, lighting, just working, you know? And so I seen theirs next and I was like, wow, like they do dope work too. So yeah, Mullers and Hootens for sure were like the first ones, but yeah, so it was, it was like, it was obviously like in my head that like the Mullers would be shooting our yeah. wedding. So yeah. So the Mullers are photographing nice. our wedding. That's so that's awesome. kind of the backstory on that. Yeah. So it's kind of, I, I really love that, that like we're connected to that. Like I, I mean, I'm connected to them in a way, yeah. you know, and we always creep through their photos, um, <laughs> you know, for the years that we've been yeah. together. And so it only, it only made sense to have them rather than like someone else that we, you know, didn't have a relationship yeah. with already or something like that. So well, that makes sense. Sounds like they were, I mean, pretty big yeah. inspiration for you. Yeah, too. definitely. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah, he's, he's definitely the reason they, I should say, um, are the reason that I definitely <laughs> got interested. Well, let's talk in about weddings. that. How'd you, how'd you get into? Oh man. Yeah. Biz. So, um, the, the beginning started, it's funny. I got skateboards in front of me right now. So that uh, <laughs> skateboarding is literally the way that I picked up a camera. And so, I mean, I got on Instagram right when it started. And the reason I got on Instagram is, uh, this guy, Dave Nelson, he's a local, local skateboarder, but he also owns a company called secret penguin and they do, um, they brand companies basically. I think that's like the way to kind of dumb it down, but they pretty much, you know, create everything for a brand, um, restaurants, banks, all that stuff. Um, <coughs> So he posted 
on fa- he like shared his Instagram post on Facebook and it was like a skateboard laying on the ground with the mountains behind it in Colorado. He was like on a trip or something and it had like one of those dope filters on it, like Valencia or something <laughs> like that, you know? And so I was like, man, that's sick looking. Like, yeah. you know, like that's, that's skateboarding. So I was intrigued already because yeah. skateboarding's cool. Uh, to me, I, I, you know, it was like one of my passions mm-hmm. growing up since I was like five. So when I seen the skateboard and then I seen this like cool edit on it, I was like, man, that's really dope. You know, I kind of never really looked at it that way as like something I could be doing. Yeah. And so when I seen him doing it, I was like, man, like I could do that too. So I actually ended up jumping from BlackBerry and getting an iPhone because <laughs> Instagram was only on iPhone. Yeah. And so I got an iPhone specifically so I could get Instagram. Oh, really? And so... I just started shooting random stuff. Um, the biggest things were was like sunsets yeah. and cloud porn, hashtag cloud porn. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, and then just like I started talking with people on it and it kind of started taking off from me from the start. You know, um, they had this thing called popular page back mm-hmm. in the day and they would feature, you know, like 40 to 50 photos on it throughout the day. So, and at that time, like there weren't that many people on Instagram so, like, I could reach out to a pro skater and, like, he would, like, message me yeah. back. And so I hit popular page. I kept track 13 times. And, uh, <laughs> um, that, and, that, and that's kind of how my following started growing so yeah. quickly. And at that point, I was like, man, like, I should get a camera. So it was about six months later. I got a camera. And I mainly got the camera because me and a couple of my buddies, um, Colin and Julian, we were going to go on a skate trip yeah. to California. And so none of us had a camera. And we're like, man, like, we're not even going to document this. <laughs> and at that time, you know, iPhones had terrible quality. Yeah. So so I uh, jumped ship and I uh, got the camera for us. And I, I got the camera because I was like, you know, I'm like, I'm not the best skater yeah. out of the three of us. So I figured, you know... I already enjoyed photography and I might enjoy filming too. So I got the camera and yeah, we went on the trip. What'd you get? So I got a uh, Canon 6D because I had the flip out screen. And if I had it on the handle to film with the fisheye, I could see it while I'm skating. So, so yeah, I got that. And then I pretty much um, each park we went to, I filmed a new edit. So, um, yeah, pretty much made like I think I made like six or seven edits, and from that point I was like, man, like filming skateboarding is like yeah. my thing for sure. So I spent about two years filming skateboarding, and I didn't really photograph anything. Yeah. Um, but then I linked up with um, shortly after that I linked up with my uh, good buddy now Jeff Fowler, and Jeff is just like phenomenal at skateboarding. Um, Definitely the best skater that I've ever like been around, you know, or watched skate consistently. Um, so yeah, I started filming him and he's gnarly. So I progressed really, really fast on like filming and like skating fast because the dude skates super fast. And so yeah, I was just kind of like trying to keep up with that basically. And, and he was so good at skateboarding that I wanted to be so good at filming to match that because I didn't want to let him down 
um, I wanted to, you know, create something dope yeah. for him and equal, you know, the skating skills. Yeah. So yeah, I got into it basically from skateboarding. And then from that point, my mom was like, man, you should start shooting family photos for, you know, for these people, blah, blah, blah. That's why she's your manager. huh? Yeah. She's my, she's my, uh, my momager is what it's called. She was, well, it, she was pushing you from the beginning. Yeah. No. And she, they, they definitely were. I was in school at the time. Um, I guess I don't ever really talk about, I, I wasn't school um i actually had a scholarship for baseball to bellevue university so i played a year there i ended up kind of just hating it and i quit and that's kind of when i got back into skateboarding that was like 2010 so uh, when i quit baseball that was just like devastating to my to my mom and my dad but my mom showed it a lot more um and to me it was just like man like i hate this i don't want to do it yeah. I don't want to do anything I, I don't like, you know? So I've always been that type of person. And if I didn't enjoy it, I wasn't going to waste my time doing it. And there's some people that, you know, will do that. And so I basically started going to our, our local Metro community college. Um, and just, I still was pursuing school and like my whole job, like my, my, um, vision was to go work at the union Pacific, that's where my dad works as a locomotive engineer. And my brother also, my oldest brother works there as a conductor. Um, I want to say that's what he's doing right now. He might be doing something different, but, um, so yeah, I, I was going to go work in the office. Um, and my middle brother, uh, Ryan, he, uh, he's kind of been always doing his own thing. He's, he's an artist. Um, he just got accepted into Kubert school, which is a, um, where a lot of the DC and Marvel comic book artists go. So okay. pencilers and stuff yeah. like, so he's actually moving to New Jersey <laughs> shortly. Um, wow. Yeah. He got accepted. It's That's crazy. Cool, <laughs> um, I'm hyped for him. So, so I kind of got my mindset of like, man, I, I don't want to sit in an office. Yeah. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be in a cubicle. It's just not my thing. And it's totally cool. If, you know, some people like that or don't mind it, you know? Yeah. And um, for me, it was just like, I like skating. I don't want to be, confined in this space yeah. and so I got my two-year degree and at that time photography with like you know family portraits and stuff like that were kind of kind of taken off and I was booking a, a lot more stuff than I kind of ever expected so I ended up not transferring to UNO which is the university here and I, I stopped pursuing my bachelor's degree I did get my associates in business so I'm actually really grateful that I did do that because it's it's helped so much on the business end of things with photography yeah. and it's just crazy. I'm mentoring now and there's just so much that kids have no idea about yeah. on the business yeah. side. So I am glad that I did that. But um, yeah, I just kind of that's kind of my my path towards starting it and yeah, I, I just uh, I couldn't I couldn't do school anymore. <laughs> it it was like you know do I want to go two more years yeah. and spend the amount of money that I'm going to spend on schooling or would I rather, you know, kind of just keep my two year degree and start shooting. And yeah. so I kind of just chose that over the other. See, when I used to work at a, at a photo studio and I'd go, you know, to high schools all the time and, and high school kids would tell me all the time, like, Oh, you know, I'm thinking about uh, going to photography school, going to art school. I'm like, don't yeah. waste your money, man. Don't go. Yeah. Go to community college or go to college, get your business degree. Get business. Because you can learn how to take photos workshops. on your own. You can Ment workshops, mentor. YouTube. People give it out for free, yeah. dude. Yeah. 
Creative Live has it. Like, yep. you can learn how to shoot mm-hmm. someone. Yeah. I mean, anybody can. I I truly think anybody can photograph yeah. a couple of. Obviously, yeah. if you're taught it, you can. I mean, anybody can do anything. Yeah. With, if and it you're just takes it. a little experience. You know? yes. So it's just practice. You don't you don't need to sit in a classroom to learn that. I no. think you get more value out of uh, a business degree yep. because that's what it's going to come down to. In fact, I get lots of questions about that. You know, I've had people ask me like, "Oh, how do you ask people for money?" It's like, "Well, you're running a business. You ask people for, yeah, <laughs> for yeah. money." Yeah. Literally, man. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like you can go out and photograph this yeah. couple and be all yeah. cute, but like, do you are you are you fine financially do you know how to pay your taxes like which i think is crazy that school doesn't teach us that either yeah that's a whole how's that not something we learn in high school man like (laughs) what that's what we should be learning like are you kidding me i'm learning about how to create i'm doing pottery when i could be learning my taxes are you serious like what i ain't trying to make no pot don't act don't act like you ain't still making your own yeah. <laughs> no, dude. I no. It's just crazy to me that yeah. That's a, you're right. That is a whole nother. So how did, how did you do weddings though? How did you get into weddings? Yeah. So um, it pretty much transformed into you know shooting families. Yeah. Um, and then um, someone asked me to shoot their friend's wedding, and uh, my co- actually my cousin was my first wedding ever, and I, I shot um obviously other stuff before that. So I had never second shot a wedding, which I tell people don't ever do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be me because you like get the experience yeah. and second shoot, learn it before you jump into leading your own wedding. It is, um, I had no clue what I was doing. Um, of co- the photos turned out fine, but it's just like the, the smoothness of the day for me. And it was only like a two hour gig at the it was it was you know it wasn't anything huge like yeah. a full wedding day the first one i had and so that was fine um and then a couple months later is when i decided to do one more another one yeah. and that was for so my cousin was the first one then a then a friend asked me to shoot her friend's wedding and i was like it, it was like a, the month of the wedding yeah. and i was like oh my gosh like they don't have someone yet you know like all right yeah screw it i'll do it and so I went into that wedding day, you know, and I timelined it and everything. Like, I didn't know anything yeah. about weddings, really. Like, I hadn't even been to a wedding for, like, <laughs> 10 years. Yeah. And I'm going to shoot one. I'm just, like, so nervous. Carly's with me. We're heading up to uh, Sioux Falls. It's Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And it's in the downtown uh, little area there. And, like, I'm just, like, tripping. I, I don't know what I'm <laughs> Wait, did doing. she shoot it with you? She did not shoot it with me. <laughs> um, she kind of helped, though, the flow of the day and um, kind of ran around and, like, grabbed my backpack, you know, if I yeah, forgot it. Just yeah. stuff you aren't thinking of. That's good that you had her to kind of, like, you know, balance yeah. you out. On the- yes. Because <laughs> you were probably freaking out the whole time. 100%, <laughs> dude. It was, it was crazy. And it, and it was a friend's friend, so I wasn't too nervous. But and no matter what, like it's nerve wracking to think like, Oh man, like I don't want to lose these photos. Like you can't redo this. And that's just like a lot of pressure. Um, when you're shooting your first wedding and that's why I'm saying like second shoot for people, like you can feel that little bit of that pressure and kind of understand the flow of the day a lot better. And so, yeah, I shot that wedding. That was December 27th of 2013. Never forget it. And, um, I used that to promote and make ads. And then I started, um, posting on Facebook, posting on Instagram, 
and then I made some Facebook promotional posts and mm-hmm. paid for sponsored posts. I think I paid around like two or three hundred bucks for like my first launch of my weddings because mm-hmm. I was like, I was feeling that high. And I turned those photos over, and they were super hyped. So then I was just like, oh, man, like I'm, doing, I'm doing this. It, huh? I'm doing this, yeah. yeah. So then um, I went into that first year, which was 2014, was my first year, I call, for my weddings. And, yeah, I just kind of – I kept promoting those. And, and people that I had shot family photos for, you know, um, I started shooting their weddings and stuff like that. So it just kind of took off. Yeah, I think I shot like 15 weddings my first year. So mm. – I felt comfortable um, after that first year, and I actually I hadn't ever second shot a wedding until like my third year in weddings, which is wild <laughs> to think about. Like what? Yeah. Like I had no idea what other people yeah. were doing. Yeah. And it's thinking back, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Like yeah. I could have progressed so much quicker had I reached out for yeah. help. Yeah. It's crazy. But you didn't, you didn't really even think to do that, huh? No, I, I didn't even know that there was, like, a community of people helping yeah. out there. And I think that's kind of taken off more in the past couple yeah, years than, time. like, five years ago. But, yeah, it's just uh, wild, yeah. yeah. So how did you, uh, when you when you first went and started doing it full on, when did you, like, notice the change? Um, when did you feel it, like, actually pick up? The change in like getting work yeah. or, oh man, I would say like my second year. Yeah. Um, Cause I did like 15 the first year, which I thought was like, oh man, like I'm, I'm on top of the world. Like yeah. I'm killing it. Yeah. And then my second year, I think I shot around 35 yeah. and I was, or I got, uh, yeah, the second year I shot about 35 and I was like, wow, this is nuts. You know, like. I don't know if I can do this much. And then, the, <laughs> and then, yeah, it, it, I think when it picked up is when I started shooting more and more. Cause then I was meeting more people. Yeah. There were bridesmaids getting married. There were groomsmen in those weddings getting married. And then word of mouth just started spreading like yeah. wildfire. Um, I had this little scheme back in, I think my second year before I knew like, um, before I really knew any etiquette or anything yeah. like that, you know, and like I made up these little business cards that had my Instagram, um, screenshot of like my profile on mm-hmm. it. So it showed like my followers and like my following and like yeah. how many photos I've posted. And then, you know, around that there was like some photos circling around it. that were wedding photos. And yeah. then on the back was like, Hey, like follow me. It's at Brett Bruner to see some more photos of the bride and groom later yeah. tonight or later to tomorrow, like type thing. So I actually, yeah, that's pretty interesting. I was They're laying those good. out on tables though, and just killing the design for all these planners and stuff. It's like they they had oh, these man. dope tables designed, and yeah. then like I was like laying Slap. these cards on it, and I was like, "What the hell?" Like, I'm thinking back now, I'm just yeah. like, "Oh man, that's terrible!" Like, oh, that's so bad. But you know what? It worked. Whatever. I don't care. That's an interesting uh, move, man. I, I did that for that. like a year. I think yeah. I did it for like. I think I did it for about 20 weddings and I ran yeah. out of cards. I just never, I never yeah. ended up restocking them. Um, so yeah, that's kind of one of the ways that I grew my fault. Fo- I, I mean, I was always hustling, trying to find yeah. how to, how to get more followers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you said, uh, you, you started with, uh, shooting skate videos. Do you, do you yes. ever think about shooting wedding films? 
Man, um, so I had I actually shot I want to say like three or four wedding films. Oh so, yeah, yeah. If you're one of those couples out there that I uh, filmed your wedding, shouts to you. Um, <laughs> I just didn't enjoy it as no. much. Yeah, I didn't. I I stopped enjoying the editing process of a wedding, and oh, that's the uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Why? What happens on Wednesday? Tornado sirens going off. Oh, just like they the, test it, the testing, because yeah. oh, okay. it's that time of the year. Oh, I thought I was gonna go through an actual warning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we no, laugh. it's a little too nice out. Do we laugh about that all the time? Because uh, I remember the first time when Marie and I were dating, she came out here, and they went to the zoo. Right, it's a beautiful day like yeah. this. And then literally like twenty minutes later, she's like, "So this is Omaha." And she opened the door, and it's just like wind, <laughs> hail, just crazy, and the sirens going off. I'm like, Dude, what's happening yes, yes. And then we laugh because. Uh, you know, us in California, we're like, oh, it's you know, Never tornadoes over there. That. That's yeah. scary to us. And you guys are all relaxed. But uh, Maria's uh, father-in-law, he's deathly afraid of earthquakes when oh, they come out man. to California. Yeah, yeah. And, we're, you know, we feel an earthquake. We're like, no. You it's know? whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, nice. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah, no, they just test it because, yeah, it's just the time of the year. Yeah. Spring's always the – spring and, like, early summer is kind of a sketchy time for yeah. it. So. Um, yeah, but so yeah, yeah, yeah. So filming weddings, um, I just didn't, I didn't like the, the, the editing, yeah. honestly. I just, I wasn't a fan of working on a wedding in there or I think a lot of videographers out there, what I see, I always see the same thing, like struggling to find a song that's going to fit. And I mean, I was spending like two or three days trying to find a song cause I was so picky and then at that point, I was like, man, this is just way too stressful. And yeah. I just, I didn't like that I didn't have much control either over yeah. what was happening. So if I was working with a photographer that maybe just like wasn't kind of flowing how I was flowing, yeah. I was like, man, like, why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing yeah. that? And it's like, as a videographer, you know, you kind of know that like you don't have all the control like a photographer kind of does. So it was hard for me to kind of like step up and like yeah. do my own thing. And I make that a point when I'm shooting with a videographer, like, dude, like step up, do your own thing. Like, don't be afraid. Like, I don't care yeah. at all. Like, well, I think that's the hard part too. You have to, you have to, you're working with all the vendors. Is, yeah. You know what I mean? And, yep. and the, the times that we've had trouble with, with a vendor is that they were kind of there for themselves. Yeah. You know? And it's like, dude, yes. we're, we're working for the bride and groom. Yes. hundred percent. hundred percent, dude. And that's like, at the end of the day, like, I'm just trying to turn something over that they love. And, yeah. like, I know the videographer's doing the same yeah. thing. And it's, like, if they can't maybe get that one vision they had for the film, like, yeah. you got to let them get that, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and I just, that, and that's my own issue that I wasn't, like, stepping up and kind of, yeah. like, you know, like, hey, can I, uh, do that? Um, but, yeah, it just, it was a different, I like leading. I like leading the yeah. day. I'm, that's cool that you tried it out, you know? Yeah. You're interested in it, and then you're, like, nope. Yeah. All day. They're on they're on Vimeo <laughs> somewhere for sure. I'm gonna and go like, find them. <laughs> they were they were fine, you know. Yeah. I think and then like the second thing, like videoing isn't like I mean photos like you you're snapping the photos and then you're gonna go edit them later. Yeah. And like video, like you're trying to set up another camera and like if you don't have someone else there working with you, like you're trying to run two cameras for ceremony. Yeah. And also the audio, like screw audio. Like I, I <laughs> man, I don't even mess with. That's why I'm like, man, these mics are sick for this podcast. <laughs> like, 
back in the day, like, yeah, I just like, I didn't like miking up yeah. the guy and it's like, dude, what if it turns off? What if my battery dies? Yeah. Like, which is the same issue with like a camera, but like, I can't like walk up. Yeah. There's just more avenues. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Like, there's more, I, there's probably more yes. things that could go wrong. I feel you, man. You know, we're, we're shooting videos. And yeah. It's stressful as heck, man. Yeah, dude. It's sketchy. <laughs> it's, it's fun. A, we like it, but it's, it's super stressful. Yeah. You know? Like if, if my battery dies in my camera when I'm photographing, like, or, you know, messes up, like I just run to my bag and grab another one and change yeah. it out. But like, if the mic dies, like you can't just walk up and like, Hey man, hold on. Or sometimes during you don't the even ceremony, know. sometimes you, know? you don't even know it. Yeah, you and know? it's not recording shooting, or something. You know, external audio, you don't. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I can't do it no more, <laughs> man. So I get, I turn it over to the pros for that, and I just focus on photo. That's cool. Well, you're doing good work, man. <laughs> Thank I you. Love your stuff. Thank you. Uh, how did you, um, how did you grow your following on on Instagram yeah. for your weddings? Um, it was tough, honestly. Um, I saw a huge decline in engagement when I started posting portrait work and stuff like that um so it was a struggle for me because like i i went i loved getting likes and you know more followers and stuff like that it's just something you feed off of as a creative sometimes um because you want your work to be seen and you want it to be loved just like you love it and so um i was doing you know it, it started off with skateboarding and then it turned into travel and i was shooting a ton of travel work um just you know nothing that i was hired for but just like my trips you know and doing hikes that i really wanted to do and stuff like that and then basically um i started shooting more portrait work and i was like well you know no i keep getting these messages like hey do you shoot families hey do you shoot maternities i'm like yeah like yes i shoot them like what are you talking about <laughs> you're like not showing, you're not showcasing it. not though. showing it yeah. yeah so that's when i was like man like people don't know on instagram that i'm doing that and like yeah. we didn't have stories back then so i had to post something in the feed for them to know that or get them to my website or facebook and yeah. so i had a bigger reach on instagram so i was like whatever i'm just gonna start posting you know my portrait work, like I want, I want more portrait work, you know? And, um, that was the way that I could get more income to where I could do it full time. And that's kind of what I started realizing that although I started posting wedding work and portrait work, like my likes decreased. Um, but then, you know, I was getting more work and my income was going up and I was like, so at that point I was like, man, like I I just got to keep doing this, you know? So, um, my following kind of grew from the beginning of, you know, being early on Instagram, which a lot of people don't understand, you know, like no one was on Instagram, you know, back in the day when it first started. So I was getting, I was, I was literally going to like hash a hashtag and like just liking every photo. I mean, I could go through and like 10,000 photos (laughs) in a day without getting blocked, flagged or anything by Instagram. You can't do that. Now you can like maybe like 60 photos, like, every 10 minutes, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll block you for, you know, your activity. And back then, you know, I would sit on Instagram for four hours and just like every photo I could find. Yeah. <laughs> and no one else was doing that. Yeah. They didn't know that was like a thing. Yeah. So my name was popping up in everybody's feed on Instagram. So that's kind of how I started growing my you following. You figured out the algorithm. I literally, <laughs> I did. And, and you know, it's funny. I got to give props to my buddy, Kyler, um, He's actually kind of the one that put me on to doing that. He was like, dude, I just sit – because he was getting he was getting more – I remember he got a 
bunch of likes on a photo. And I was like, yo, like, what the heck? Like, how'd you get so many, man? Yeah. I was like, I mean, it's like, it was a good photo. It was, it was like a sunset photo, you know? Yeah. So it was good, you know? And I was just like, man, like, how'd you, how, what did you do? You know? And he's like, dude, you know, like, I, I just went through the, like, sunset hashtag and liked, I liked a bunch of photos, yeah. you yeah. know? And I was like, what? So <laughs> I kind of took it to the extreme after I heard him say that. And, you know, yeah, I'd go home from, like, 10 p.m. to, like, 2 a.m. and just, like, every photo i could find and so that's kind of how it started growing and growing and then i think like i want to say like four years in or something is when i you know hit my like hit my 10k mark yeah and you know you shout out like oh my gosh you know like (laughs) thank you for the ten thousand and stuff like that you know and um yeah so um just adventure stuff, just random stuff. And that's kind of like, I mean, hustling for sure. Spending yeah. a lot of time on it, yeah. talking to people, commenting. Yeah. That's kind of how, and that's still how you grow it is yeah. com. I think commenting and just interacting with people, yeah. which takes a lot of time. And, um, after that I got, I organically kind of started growing it more and more doing the same stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, the algorithm, well, not the algorithm, I guess it was still chronological, but they started limiting what you could do. Yeah. And at that point, you know, there, you got to kind of work around it and try to figure out what to do, um, which came to commenting. And so I started leaving more comments than I used to do. And so I think at that point, I had been around like 24,000 and like feature accounts were coming around. Yeah. So I was just sending every photo I took to the feature accounts. Like, Hey man, yeah. like, can I get a repost? Blah, blah, blah. And like yeah. they'd repost it, you yeah. know? And so, um, at that time I was at like 24,000, uh, I think in like 2014. And then, um, on a trip that I had in Colorado, um, weekend hashtag project was going on, which is, that. yeah. Mm-hmm. So WHP was the Instagram, uh, thing and they, they'd give you a topic and you go shoot it for the weekend and then they'd pick their top, I think five or mm-hmm. something like that. And yeah, I shot this really, and I will never, it was Loveland pass and it's this huge horseshoe curved road. And I ran up half the side of the mountain, not really, <laughs> but like maybe like hundred yards yeah. up. Cause I could see it from the street. I was like, man, like if I can get up to that vantage point, mm-hmm. I could shoot this really dope panorama photo. Yeah. And so I got up there and I shot about a five shot panorama or something like that. And then I turned it into a square for Instagram and it fit like perfectly. Yeah. And so I posted it. I tagged weekend hashtag project and, um, yeah, they actually picked my photo as the top photo. Yeah. And I think like that photo like got like three hundred thousand likes on the Instagram page at the time, Dang. and I and I think I, I gained like four or five thousand followers within like three days, and my photo on my personal page got like six thousand, seven thousand, and like I remember these numbers because I was just geeking out. <laughs> I was like, "What? This is like crazy! Like what?" And so, um, about two months later. They have, they have this thing called suggested user. Mm-hmm. I've been kind of talking about this on Instagram lately, but suggested user, they basically take your account and they put it in front of everybody who's signing up for Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I was just like, please, like, please let me get suggested user <laughs> after that weekend hashtag project thing happened. <laughs> and it was like a month by, and I was like, dang dude, like I really thought like they were going to put me on the list. Cause yeah. like. Once you got it, like you were, you were like talking about it. Like yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, like thank you Instagram for putting me on the suggested user list, blah blah blah. And so, 
I remember I was heading to a backyard wedding that I was photographing um, for this couple, um, Jackie and Michael, and they they bumped their wedding date up because he got into the police academy. Yeah. And so it was like a couple hours before, it was during the summer, and I remember I was like packing up my gear, and I opened up Instagram, you know, before I was kind of heading out, and uh, I just had like 100 new followers, and I was like, whoa, man, that's crazy. Like, wonder what happened, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm searching to find like, where one of my photos might have been shared or something like that. And I'm like, man, I, I, I guess I don't know what's going on, you know? So refresh, refresh the feed, like got 50 new followers. I'm like, whoa, what the heck? <laughs> like two minutes later, I'd refresh the feed and it was like 100 new followers. And it just was blo- like my stuff was just constantly yeah. blown up. It was like up. a personal one. Yeah. And yeah. so um, I turned off my notifications because I didn't know what was going on. And then um, I didn't check my emails as often back then, but... I uh I knew that Instagram sent a email announcing like hey like congrats you're on the suggested user list blah yeah. blah blah like you're a great person for the community and we respect what you're doing type yeah. thing and so I was like no way <laughs> I, I went and checked my email and I I saw Instagram sent me an email yeah. I clicked on it and read through it and I was like freaking out yeah. dude like my dad was downstairs and i was like yo i just got suggested i'm like freaking out and i'm like heading to this wedding so i'm just like hyped i'm like man i'm about to go crush this wedding like yeah. this is so sick and like it was such a high dude it yeah. was so crazy and so yeah you're on it for two weeks and i mean i i got forty thousand followers in two weeks oh so it's really crazy insane, yeah so i jumped man. i jumped from like it was like 25 up to like 65,000 or something like that. So it was wild, <laughs> dude. I was loving it though. Dude, you were, <laughs> you blew up during like Instagram's heyday, you know? Like yeah. Like, Cause you were in it from the beginning. Yeah. Like, and, th- yeah. and then that's when I started, um, just posting more travel stuff yeah. cause I wanted to keep that following going. Yeah. So, but then, yeah, I, I got back into the wedding shooting, you know, posting more weddings and stuff like that to keep my business afloat. But and you separated them, huh? Yeah. I was kind of like, um, for a bit, I was just kind of like posting like maybe, you know, a wedding photo and then like three yeah. adventure travel photos and then just trying to separate them. But then, yeah, eventually I made the Brunamite account, which yeah. is travel. But, um, and then, yeah, I created visuals collective back in, about that time actually mm-hmm. so crazy stuff yeah. yeah instagram man so how did you use instagram to market your wedding stuff um just posted honestly i didn't i didn't really pay because i didn't have paying back yeah. then um i did curate it though to like where it was like you know my best wedding photos mm-hmm. um moments that would make people uh just feel happy i guess when they seen it yeah. so yeah just kind of like made sure what I was posting was like, was like my best stuff, um, at the time, you know? So that's kind of the only way I I really promoted. And then obviously in like captions, I'm like, Hey, like I'm booking, booking 2015 weddings, like hit me up, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. Crazy. It's crazy thinking back on that. (laughs) Yeah. That's a thing. Wait. So you, you just deleted your old account though. Yes. I did. What's that about? Um, so I, I kind of like that transition there because uh, now I don't have to explain again what like suggested user is. Uh, Segway. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, the suggested user stuff happened, obviously, mm-hmm. years ago. I mean, we're in 2018. That happened back, I want to say it was 2014. Um, 
So that's four years ago almost. And just over that time, I built up a following of kind of a mixture of people who liked portraits Mm -hmm. and people who liked adventure or followed me for the adventure travel stuff. And I would say most of the people from the suggested user followed me for travel Mm -hmm. and adventure photography. And so basically when I started focusing on just posting wedding work, I was like, Losing that engagement, more people were unfollowing because they're like, ah, oh, like he's not posting travel stuff anymore. And that's why I separated them. So I kind of got, you know, those people over to the other account, the <laughs> Brunamite account. And so with the wedding work, I just started losing traction with the engagement yeah. and losing followers. And a lot of those accounts from like eight years ago are inactive or people aren't using them. Like, eight years is such a long time. Like there's so many new accounts Mm -hmm. being created. And so basically people back in the day were like creating like shout out pages and you know, the fake, yeah, not fake, but just people who aren't using their like personal accounts. Yeah. They're creating something random. And then the bot game started coming in and people and or I know some bots, like you'd have to create a new account for that bot so that they could use that account to go like someone's stuff or follow it or, so, or you yeah. know, give someone a follower, which was a fake account. And so with bots starting up, I was just, you know, getting inactive accounts, fake accounts, ghost accounts over that time. And a lot of the suggested user people, you know, they're just inactive anymore. Yeah. They're not using Instagram. Not everyone's using Instagram anymore. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of I, – I started a new – Brett Bruner page, I guess, at Brett Bruner. Um, And so I just wanted a fresh start. I was following, like, I think close to, like, 3,000 people. And I just, like, I wasn't keeping up with people that I wanted to keep up with if I was going to be on social media. And so I just didn't want to keep spending more time on it. I was like, I just want to get on. I want to see what my homies are doing. I want to watch stories of people I want to see and know personally and have connected with and so and then another thing i there's so many like things that, why i created it but um so i kind of ramble on about them but um another thing I, I was following a lot of like model photographers i guess like fashion stuff like that and um i actually just seen a list come out there's like an instagram account that like flags all the um photographers who like you know sexual harassment mm-hmm. towards models yes just make people feel uncomfortable have said you know vulgar things in dms and i seen the list and i was like man i follow like 20 of these people and so i i was just like man like you know how many other people are am i following that are like that or you know i just don't know them personally yeah it's nothing against them it's just like i don't know them like i don't want to keep following anybody that i i haven't met personally like and so instead of unfollowing you know like 2,500 people, I was like, dude, I'm just going to start a new account and I'm just going to push all the people who are actually active and want to see my wedding work over to my new account. So that's kind of why I started. I was like, you know, I'm not doing the travel stuff anymore. And, um, was that hard for you? Cause you, you were so invested yeah, um, in the IG game. <laughs> dude, it was, it was, it was actually really tough. Um, I actually spent, I, I would say like a year ago last off season. So, you know, it's winter in the winter here <laughs> um but yeah you know we have winter months and it's just dead and in last year i was thinking about doing it 
And I was like, man, you know, like it could, it could hurt me, my business wise, you know, um, maybe people, and, and I was like, man, like, are you serious? Like people are, I'm thinking here like, oh, like this person's probably hiring me because, you know, I got 50 something thousand mm -hmm. followers and I just didn't want that, that thought process anymore. I, I wanted to be like, yo, like I want this person hiring me because my work is good yeah. and, you know, they trust me. I'm word of mouth a lot now. So I was just kind of putting my trust into past clients and, you know, referring me still, you know, yeah. I, I didn't think that creating the new account would take a toll on me and, um, yeah, so that's kind of why this year I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it officially. Yeah. And I kind of went on a rant about the Vero thing, the mm -hmm. Vero app that came around. Yeah, and I was I like, that. dude, why are people like getting on this? Like they're just, you know, the, and it, it was me. It was just me thinking back to myself with yeah. Instagram. Yeah. And, you know, these people are getting on Vero because they, they want authenticity and stuff. And it's like, no, nah, like they want to get on it first so they can blow up, you know, that, yeah. like that's why they're jumping on it. Yeah. And it was just kind of getting annoying with like all the like, put our feeds back in chronological, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I'm like, dude, like it's, it's like they're here for business. They yeah. want to make money. Like it's not going to happen. They created Instagram to make money. Yeah. It was never to, of course they wanted it authentic and stuff, but you know, and the, their end goal was to sell it, to make money, yeah. to start doing ads it, just like anything, any other social media. Yeah. I, I said it to the, my buddy the other day. No one is creating an app that they, they don't want to make money on. Yeah. Who, who's, no one wants to invest time in that if they're not getting something back. Like, you can't do that unless it's, like, solely for fun. But yeah. I think the end goal is to probably make a career out of whatever you're doing. Yeah. And so I just think it was just kind of getting annoying with the people I was following and, like, their so, captions were like, oh man, like Instagram's, and, and, and I did the same thing, and yeah. I just kind of, and I did the same thing because I was seeing it a bunch, yeah. and I was like just teaming up and like doing the same thing, and yeah, I just wanted to cut that out. It sounds so. like you were exhausted. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it could be exhausting. It really, yeah. it is, yeah. and like comparison and stuff like that, I kind of stopped doing comparison like a couple years back, but. Um, What's comparison? Like when you're comparing yourself to oh, yeah. other artists yeah. on social media and stuff like that. You were talking about a new app. No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I should create that. A comparison app. <laughs> we should. I'll create it where you, two photographers go up against each other and um, you vote on whose photo <laughs> oh, is better. God, that sounds awful, man. <laughs> um, that'd be funny. Ugh. That'd be terrible, yeah. though. But, yeah, so those are – I mean, I rambled on a bunch. Obviously, I do that. But, um, yeah, so just fresh start. I wanted to create a new feed and I didn't lose my feed or anything. Um, I actually sat on the plane the other day coming home from Chicago and before I, you know, officially got rid of the account, I went through and screenshotted every 12 photos of my feed. So I went all the way down. I screenshotted my entire feed. So in my camera roll on my, um, on my, on my iPhone, I have my entire Instagram feed from the past eight years. So I can still scroll through it and see all the memories. So I didn't yeah. lose anything. Um, so yeah, that was, I wasn't. I was like, man, like I'll never be able to look back yeah. seven years and see how many likes I got on this photo. <laughs> you know, it was it was more about for me just the photo and the memory. So that's why like people are like, dude, so many DMs. Like, can I buy your account? Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, five hundred bucks. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I was like, nah. I was just like, nah. Like, you know, I want. Like, I would love to sell it. Um, but then I got to go through and delete 3,000 posts. Yeah. 
I don't want to do that. And nor do I want to sell you account where there's no engagement. I, you, there's 4,500 people that just unfollowed this account, which were, you know, my active people that were liking my stuff and they went and followed my new one. So it's like, you're going to buy this account from me and not get anything from it. Like, I don't know. It's just, it was crazy. And, and again, it's like, dude, I'm not going to sell you this account so that you can look like you're relevant. Like what? Like that's so, that's exactly why I'm getting rid of it. So yeah, I just got rid of it. Um, I get it. Some people want to jumpstart and stuff, but I think people need to focus more on their work rather than like the social media aspect. But yeah, so those are, those are kind of, there's probably more reasons I could think of. It's so good to hear you talk about social media that way because, um, you know, I, there's a lot of people that just get into it for that reason, you know, and and like in wedding photography, like that's the wrong reason to get into weddings yeah. Period. You know, hundred I mean? percent. And yeah. it's so funny because they, you know, I see it all the time. They don't, um, they don't second shoot. They're trying to get a uh, Instagram following, and they go shoot yes. a wedding, and they're like, "Whoa, I wasn't expecting to work." Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> or on the other end, like uh, my buddy in El Paso, he was telling me uh, we're always going back and forth. He's starting to do portrait photography. Like yeah. He wants to get in commercial editorial stuff. Okay. Yeah. And he's really good, but and he's always joking around, but he's like, "Oh, I just started following this guy." And he, he's so good, man. He's got like 10,000 followers. And, <laughs> yes. I, and I was like, dude, that means nothing. Go look at his Twitter. He probably like has no followers. You know you what's know? funny? <laughs> that, was, that was literally me in like 2012. Like I had like 10,000, you know? Yeah. And it's like I sucked yeah. so bad. <laughs> like what – if you go look at my feed in like 2012, like and seen what I was posting yeah. – compared to like what people are doing nowadays, you'd be like, what? Like, and we thought he was good. (laughs) It's just like, this crazy. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I'm like thinking back on is like, dude, like I had this big following and like, I was terrible. Yeah. Like I was posting like hashtag cloud porn photos (laughs) and it was like, I'd walk outside and it's like, Oh, the sunset's happening. Cool. Point my phone up at the sky, take a photo, (laughs) post it and hashtag the stuff. And like, and then on Instagram, you know, I'm, I'm this God, like, (laughs) <laughs> what like that and it was just like ah, it's just crazy dude i still see people now like you know that have a huge following and i'm like dude they're not even that good yeah. like it's crazy yeah it's wild well it sounds like you've definitely grown up when with your yeah. wedding business and everything like yeah you know sounds like you're focusing more on your wedding stuff now that yes I advise everybody to do that because <laughs> social media will tear you apart. So how are you using uh, social media now to just grow your, your wedding business? So I'm still strategic yeah. with Instagram, um, mainly because it's, it's a game. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of look at it as a game now. Yeah. Um, how can I pop up in more people's feed? Yeah. You know, like it's a business uh, thing, you know. And it's all, it's for me, it is marketing. Mm-hmm. It's strictly marketing. It's not to get, it's not for like, I guess, vanity, if that makes sense. Like for the likes or the followers, you know, you're not trying to get followers. You're trying to get clients. Literally dude. Like I could care less if like two people like my photo. If one of those is going to hire for hire me for the wedding. Cool, yeah. man. Let's yeah. do it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's more of a marketing aspect now. I think it's a marketing aspect for anybody now, but, um, I think there's still some people out there that are like, really following how many people are liking their stuff. Like, um, so yeah. Um, I guess I just making sure that I'm posting as always just my best work, you know, whether it's from two years ago, this year, whatever. Um, 
still curating it. I just, I want to make sure that I'm kind of posting both moods, you know, some serious stuff, some laughing stuff, um, and artful stuff. Um, kind of like the Muller's photo stuff, you know, the minimal stuff. And, um, I try to, I, I like to keep color obviously. So if you look through my feed, you know, I try to keep the color going, um, I just try to keep it as basic as possible. Mm-hmm. And I only really post like two times, um, two times a week. That way, you know, if I post, there's about three days where someone can still see that post, you know, if they're not getting on Instagram yeah. every day. Um, and then, yeah. So I kind of separate them out that way. Cause not everyone gets on Instagram every day. And it's like, if I'm posting every day, then like that person who doesn't get on every day isn't seeing it, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of how I do it now. Um, I love I, hearing everybody's different strategies right, for, yeah. for Instagram. I used marketing. to post like two times a day. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> like, man, I ain't got enough content for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so I do that now. Um, I, I use stories a ton though. So, I mean, I've already, I posted three posts already on stories yeah. before we started this thing. <laughs> um, I think stories is the way where I can just create stupid content and it doesn't yeah. matter, you know, yeah. and, um, it shows my personality. So yeah, personality is a thing. I want people to still see who I am yeah. every day. And, uh, I use stories for that mainly. So yeah. How are you, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. how are you setting yourself apart from other wedding photographers? Oh man, dude, that's a tough question. Um, I think I'm just, I, it's hard to speak for anybody else, but for me personally, um, my main focus is just making sure my client is like super comfortable with me, um, in the work that I'm doing and just like the process, I guess, of the wedding planning with them. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just, I guess I feel like some people, I don't know. I, I, my, I'll speak for myself. Um, I just put a huge focus on the client basically. Um, make sure I'm responding within, you know, 24 hours or something like that. And just, you know, getting back to them and making sure their mind is at ease. Um, I feel like if I don't do that, it can be like sketchy showing up the wedding day, you know, and just trying to keep that personal interaction with them. Um, just, it's just like, you know, with your friends, um, just make them feel comfortable that way when you show up, you know, it's just a chill day and it's cruising. Um, what's your process communicating with your Clients, Ooh, like when yeah. they reach out to you. Um, so pretty much like from the email aspect, you know, they send an inquiry through my website. Um, I usually, re- usually it's a reply within 24 hours. Um, if I'm traveling or have the day off, you know, hanging out with Carly or, you know, family going to skate, you know, I have to have that personal time to, you know, keep your mind straight. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're working 24 seven, it's going to drain you and you're going to start hating it. Um, so basically from the email aspect, um, get back to them, you know, send over, I have a wedding PDF packet that I send. Um, but within that, you know, the email that I'm sending back is very personal. It's not the same, like, Hey, check the attachment. Um, there's, um, pricing and information in there that you can check out. No, I'm like, I'm being myself like, yeah, what up? <laughs> congrats on the engagement um and you know every couple that's inquiring is telling me their backstory you know like hey we've been together for seven years he's in the military and like i'm uh in dental school you know and so stuff like that and it's like we had this long uh long distance relationship you know and i ended up pulling the trigger and moving down and like you know they're 
my contact form, you know, allows them to pour their heart out. And that's mm-hmm. like, that's the only way I can come. If you're not being personal, you know, from the first interaction, you know, emailing me, yeah. it's hard for me to do the same. And so my goal is to just try to get that out of them in the contact yeah. form, um, which has been working really well. And so, yeah, I just, I make sure that I'm myself in an email. And from that point, you know, it goes into booking, sending a contract. Um, and when they sign the contract, I do a follow-up email, um, which includes, you know, setting up the engagement session right then and there. That way, um, you, we don't put it off. And if they're not sure when they want to do it, you know, I kind of go into um, basically just a follow-up thing. And... I don't have like a, what is it? Customer service management. CRM. CRM, yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have that. And people think it's crazy. I'm just like, dude, I don't, I got to watch. I was going to ask you, I was like, I know you're shooting a lot of weddings. Is it it hard to keep up? You probably like it, huh? Here's, here's how I thought about it. Okay. I shot 47 weddings in 2016. I shot 43 weddings last year. And I never needed one then. And so it's like, why waste my money and need it? Like, you know, I just, I didn't, I, I feel like I'm fine without it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very organized. And I think if you're not an organized person, then you definitely need one. And I tell people that all the time that I'm, I mentor, you know, or I just taught, a, uh, I taught with Mark Maya at a workshop in Chicago on Saturday. And so, and I know a lot of people use it and I think it's great there. I have nothing against it, but me personally, I'm like, dude, if I don't need it, I'm not gonna, you know, use it as far as business goes. It's just, I don't want that extra expense if I don't need it. And so I do great with, you know, like setting my watch for like, Hey, like send a reminder in a, like, you know, next Tuesday, send a reminder to Kayla uh, and set up engagement session, you know, and then I get the reminder and then I, you know, do it. And I just, I don't know. Yeah. I've never... I think it's good that the tools are out there. Yeah. So people can yes. choose what works best for it's them. It's crazy, yeah. dude. I think, yeah, like Debsado and 17 Hats and all, mm-hmm. and Tave. And there's a bunch out there. And I think they are great to keep yeah. you, um, especially in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I think it would have helped me greatly in the beginning. Um, Cause it's really tough, like keeping that organized in the yeah. beginning. And, since I've kind of been through that and I never used one, I kind of, I kind of made my own processes up and stuff like that. Like I'm so old school, dude. I still, I keep my books, like my, I keep my books in QuickBooks. Um, you still send faxes out, dude. No. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was like, I still, um, I still use Excel. I I record all of my income and and expenses in Excel. And that's, well, if you know how to use Excel really well, you can create your own CRM on there. That's kind of basically what it is. That's what I've done with the income and revenue or like revenue expense, um, sheets and stuff like that. So I still do that. Mainly because I just, it's business and yeah. I like knowing, you know, I li- I just like knowing and seeing it all the time about, and just knowing my business well. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I People think. People should. Yeah. <laughs> they don't though, you know. Um, yeah. The CR, I, I don't use a CRM. I just pretty much from that point, you know, it's, it's texting, you yeah. know, I just, that's personal. I think texting, you know, over yeah. emailing and stuff like that. So. Yeah, set up the shoot the engagement, deliver it through. Um, I use CloudSpot, so I deliver it through there, and then I, you know, follow up here and there, to create a timeline, and then shoot the wedding, and do then you, turn the wedding over. Do you shoot uh, engagement sessions with all your all your couples? 
Is that part of your package? Yeah, I would say most of yeah most of them do for yeah. sure. Engagement sessions, um, basically, uh, yeah. I would say most of my couples, yeah, I'm shooting engagement yeah. sessions with them. Um, one of my my bottom package doesn't include an engagement session, and then my top two do. So, yeah. kind of just depends. I feel like if like if so with 2018, some couples it's kind of late in the game, and they yeah. just want to get they're just wanting to get married, you know, and do it. And sometimes they don't need an engagement session. So if they're booking me in the year of their wedding, sometimes it turns out that they I, I won't be shooting the engagement. Yeah. Um, I was kind of using an example of military. There's a uh, I have a couple getting married in November, and she is a teacher and he's in the military i think they're i can't remember where they're at so i'm not even gonna say but i know they're down south somewhere and they won't be back home you know to do engagements and so i think they did engagement session down where they're at right now so that that kind of turns into a thing too you know if they don't live locally um they just maybe have already gotten someone to shoot engagement photos and then they're looking for a local uh you know, Nebraska or Midwest photographer. So just kind of depends what they need, you yeah. know. But yeah, I would say about 90% I'm yeah. shooting the engagement session for them. So, yeah. I love the engagement sessions. Dude, I think it's yes. like the perfect opportunity to connect with your, your clients, you know. Yeah, definitely. I, I enjoy them a lot. And like with me, you know, I we usually do like a downtown vibe and then like a nature vibe. So it's a lot of time in the car, just kind of rolling around, hanging out, getting to know them. And that makes it a lot more comfortable Mm -hmm. kind of back to what I was talking about. Like just kind of being friends and making, making it comfortable when I show up on the wedding day, it's just Mm -hmm. nice for everybody not to worry about anything or any awkward stuff, I guess. Yeah. Like early on, like, you know, when you don't know what to talk about or anything. And a lot of guys don't talk. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, I, some guys talk, but I would say the majority of guys just kind of are quiet. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, some of it's just kind of like, oh, like, you know, we're doing this because she wants to do it type yeah. thing. Yeah. So with me, I just kind of figure out their hobbies, you know, mm-hmm. like if he likes fishing, I'm going to talk to him about fishing. I don't know yeah. anything about fishing, but uh, I'm going to learn about fishing yeah. today. So <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of my thing, yeah. you know, like I don't watch a ton of basketball I, my, my sport is baseball, so I don't know, I don't know football and, you know, local Husker football or anything like that. Um, I know the basics and kind of what's going on, but, um, so yeah, I, that's kind of my thing and breaking, breaking the guy open, you know, if he knows cars or loves car, like, I don't know anything about cars, but, um, I'll ask questions to kind of prompt him, uh, to talk more about yeah, it, you know, yeah. when it's kind of the dead yeah. time and walking somewhere new. Well, that's, um, that's why we push. We, we, we have a big push on engagement sessions. We yeah. have them in all our packages. Yeah. And sometimes they don't even want to, and we tell them that's fine. They like, uh, we still gift them, you know, a new yeah. session later yep. on. If yeah, they yeah, want. Yeah. But we always tell them like, that's a perfect time for us to get to know each other. You yes. see how we work. And every time, you know, we're about the same. We do like 90% yeah. engagement sessions. Uh, and the best part is we show up to the wedding day and yes. they, they already know us. Yes. You know, it's like, oh, so it's Ulysses. What's up, dude. Ulysses? You know, like we already know each yes. other and they're just hanging out with their friend dude, all day. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's a little bit more comfortable. Um, but I would say if the couple does not book me for the, um, engagement session, then it's kind of like, you know, uh, I want to connect with them on social media. And mm-hmm. if they're making, you know, po- posts on stories, like I'm a, I'm a send a message and be like, ha like, that's funny, you know, or like, yeah. oh, that's, you know, um, 
Yeah, there's a girl, uh, Abby Sloop. That's I keep bringing them. They're the he's military down south. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I'm not shooting. They're a good example because I'm not shooting their engagement. Yeah. And um, yeah, she's super funny on stories. Uh, she's always you know making posts and stuff. So, so um, yeah, I kind of message her and laugh yeah. and stuff. And she does the same. Like I filmed my mom the other night and like she was dying. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I was like throwing all the expired food out of my Dude, mom's that was fridge. Hilarious. I was dying. Man. That's so funny. <laughs> She's gonna hate that I brought this up, but yeah, uh, a lot of people were dying at that man, yeah. and and that's like you know, a lot of like so many people love my mom on social yeah. media. It's yeah. so funny. She's like, so great. We I love think, your mom. I, yeah, no, awesome. I think more people want to see my mom than me, dude. <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, you know what's funny? She. Um, she actually runs into people in public, like yeah. at the mall, at the store, and uh, they'll be like, "Yo, like you're you're a momager, like you're Brett's mom," and she's just like, "Oh my god, that's so fun!" <laughs> she brags about it yeah. every time it happens, and yeah. it's so funny. I'm like, I was like, "Oh, like what's their name?" She's like, "I don't know, I I, I can't remember," and I'm just like, "Dude, we'll remember next yeah. time." But I'll always get a message from that person, I'm like, "You like I saw your mom," blah, blah, blah. and she's like, "Yeah, they want more momager videos," and I'm just like, "Oh my god." I was like they're not getting them they're not getting them she's trying to make videos every time you come over dude every time i honestly i don't know why i don't um i guess i'm just not on social as much as i was like snapchat man i was busting that open all the time and like yeah i should probably do i i don't i love doing it you know it's funny and it's it's funny to keep those moments with her and stuff, but well, we uh, love seeing her on there. Man. Yeah, I should. I should definitely <laughs> get her on there again. I know people are missing her. <laughs> so how do how do you uh, how do you get more involved with like destination weddings? Because out here I've noticed, or you man, know what, yeah. just outside of California, I notice most a lot or a lot of photographers that I follow, they're shooting weddings in all all different states and yeah. stuff. Um, man, I would say I've definitely have slowed down yeah. on destination weddings compared to you know my first few years um i think a lot of it um kind of maybe pricing now um my pricing is a little higher than it was and so obviously you see a decline in bookings um and inquiries and stuff and so i think early on you know i wasn't charging a bunch Mm -hmm. for destination stuff um yeah i was charging really cheap to be honest i think it was like two thousand bucks um to shoot the wedding yeah, and then, you know, travel costs on top. And, or I think like one of my first years, it was like 1500 bucks, you know, and then three nights expenses paid. So it was, you know, around probably like $3,000 at the end of it for like, you know, the Mexico, Jamaica and stuff like that. And, um, I still, um, if it's like the homies, you know, like yeah. I, I don't care, you know, I'll discount it. Um, just cause they're the homies and I'm trying yeah. to go hang out with them. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, it just kind of depends, you know, how I go about it. Um, if it's out of season, you know, like I'm not gonna, I don't, I don't charge the same for out of season weddings. Yeah. You know, I work with people. Um, sometimes people getting married out of season are doing it for budget friendly costs and, um, like I said, if they're friends, you know, like I'm always trying to help anyone out if it's out of season. If I'm not going to be shooting or on a trip, I'll shoot it, you know. Yeah. It, and that's why I shoot so many because I just, it's fun, you yeah. know. And um, 
Yeah. So in the beginning it was, you know, I was posting travel stuff. I was showing that I was traveling and everywhere all the time. And even though I wasn't, you know, it was just kind of go on a two week trip and stack a hundred photos. And then Mm -hmm. for a hundred days, you're posting those photos and people think you're on the road for a hundred (laughs) days. And so I think, um, with showing that a lot of people are like, man, like he travels a bunch, you know, yeah. I think you just have to show that you're traveling. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, my buddy Ben Ramos shoots a ton of destination. Yeah. He's constantly flying um, somewhere. I think he said he had like 30 trips or something this Dang. year. Yeah. It's crazy. It's gotta be pretty tough. Too. Yeah. It's not, um, it's stressful. It really is. And I've experienced that a little bit, you know, I shot a, I shot a Colorado wedding and the next day I was, um, shooting a Nebraska wedding and just the stress of it. it. It was, it was fun, but the stress of it, you know, I hired someone to drive me back overnight yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, man, I'm sleeping through the night. And then yeah. when I wake up, I'm in a car and I got to go shoot another wedding. And it, it wasn't like I was drained. Yeah. Like I was fine. Um, it's just the grind, you know, yeah. but, um, yeah, like Jamaica and stuff. That's, I think it's just connections, networking, yeah getting your name out, um, even to like travel agents and stuff like with travel agents that I've worked with in the past, kind of just like passing along, like, Hey, like I'm always available for this. If you ever, you know, I have a couple that's planning a destination wedding because a lot of the time the couple is booking their destination venue. If it's like a resort or Mm -hmm. something, they're booking that before they're looking for a photographer sometimes. Um, so travel agents are a great way, um, with getting in with a couple or something like that. And yeah, I think that's just kind of been it for the past, you know, it's been a couple that I, I went to school with or it's just something like that. Um, what's been your favorite place destination wedding? Oh, dude, I gotta say Colorado. I just, I just love Colorado. I don't, it's so pretty there. Um, so you've been to Jamaica, you've been to Cabo and yeah. So a lot of, a lot of places, a lot of places in Mexico, um, Jamaica, um, nowhere really other international spots yeah. other than like down South, mm-hmm. you know, South of the border. Um, I'm sure if I did something like Italy or something, obviously, but I just feel like it's, I'm not pushing for it. Yeah as much as I was like when I first started yeah. now I'm just like, dude, I'm just trying to shoot a local yeah. Omaha wedding and go home yeah. at night yeah. to Carly and like hang out like, or go hang out with my buddies after mm-hmm. rather than like going back to a hotel by myself and like, or jump in a car for a 12 yeah, hour drive. Dude, it's just not, <laughs> it was, it was fun to yeah. shoot the wedding, but then it's just like kind of like the behind the scenes yeah. isn't that fun. Yeah. Like, um, I'm sure the experience that's is for great, me. but making yeah. it yeah, it gets draining too. Yeah. Definitely. It's a great experience. Um and I just I try to make sure that I bring someone along now. Um I shot one in Vail last September and uh my buddy my buddy Kyler that I was talking about, he's the one that did the Instagrams mm-hmm. liking all the photos. Um he uh he came along and we camped in my rooftop tent, just had a good time, you know, and, and that was that was cool to me. And then I shot the wedding, you know, and then we were back uh hanging out camping. That stuff to me is dope. That's why I kinda like the Colorado stuff. Yeah. Um or just anything that's like um in the US I guess that I can drive and kinda yeah. take a buddy with or hang out. Um, you have a little bit more control. Yeah, it's just, it's more relaxed, and I'm not like by myself mm-hmm. eating lunch at this place, and like you just for me that's just not fun. Like, mm-hmm. It's just not the funnest thing. Um, 
Carly's went with me down to Mexico, so like that was dope, you know. Yeah. And I, my buddy's second Ben's second shot with me, and I uh, down in Mexico too, and like that's fun, you know. Um, I love when that happens, but that doesn't happen every time. Yeah. And sometimes you're traveling alone, and being on a plane and being in the airport all day is just kind of stressful for me. And then yeah. that, that's not everybody, but I realized that maybe destination stuff just kind of wasn't my favorite yeah. uh, compared to getting in my car, driving 20 minutes, shooting the wedding, and then, you know, coming home for the night to yeah. my bed. And my routine of, you know, I've been trying to eat super clean uh, and work out. And, like, when you're on the road on – It's hard to and, do all yeah, that. Yeah, you just – it's it's hard to find good f- healthy food to eat, I guess, on the go. Um, you so, saw me, man. We took the drive out here. Yeah. And the first thing I did – when when we got here, we got in around uh, on Monday around like 4 p.m. Yeah, threw on my shoes. I was like, I need to go for a run because yeah. you know we just uh, ate nothing but you know terrible food. terrible. Even if you're getting salads and you yeah, know, trying to keep it kind of healthy, it's still gross. And it's like it's just <laughs> that's just not enough either. Like yeah. a salad isn't gonna fill you uh-uh. up. You need that. You need that chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I ate a lot of chicken. You need that chicken, boy. It's still fried. Yeah, it's still gross. yeah, it's fried it's chicken. Still, uh, you know what I found to be the greatest thing? Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. Um, Whole Foods is so good, dude. Yeah. So I didn't do it this last trip to Chicago or the trip before, cause uh, you know whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I ate like crap this last week. <laughs> I think I had gear. I had. I uh, know. I not think. I know. I had Ghirardelli within like twice within three hours <laughs> and then they have Oberweiss there which yeah. is a local dairy uh my buddy said it was a local dairy farm and then they have like chain restaurant uh you know ice cream restaurants yeah. and so i had Oberweiss like twice within three hours yeah. and it's just like what like i ate 2800 <laughs> calories in ice cream in three hours yeah, one a, time you got sweet tooth though man yes it's terrible <laughs> dude and so yeah, and, and that wasn't even counting my meals. For, I think yeah. I had, you know, I had pizza, and I think I ate Shake Shack twice yeah. that day. I think I ate like 7,000 calories that Jeez, day. Man. Yeah, that's not healthy. Yeah, no. um, but I was fine with it because I've been, I've been eating clean, you know, for I've been going about three months, four, or no, four months actually almost now. Um, not perfect every day, but uh, yeah, back to, it's just hard to keep that routine yeah. when you're on the road, yeah. and I don't like that, so... Yeah. That's kind of, I've sifted away from the destination stuff, yeah. I guess. Yeah. That's good. You're finding like what works for you yes. as you keep growing your yeah. business. How long have you been doing it now? Um, uh, like shooting? The weddings. So weddings, I'm in my, I'm going into my fifth year yeah. right now. So half a decade almost after this year. So crazy, man. Yeah. It's really weird <laughs> to think about yeah. that, which isn't really that long. No, no. But yeah, but it feels like it. It's a lot of, I feel like, um, with the amount of weddings I've shot, I feel like I've gotten a ton of experience, but, uh, there's so much more like for sure out there, um, to learn about the, the industry. You're always learning. hundred percent. Well, your work is really great, man. Uh, I love how your couples connect in your, in your photography. What kind of things do you do to get them to be intimate, to laugh, do all those things? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so a lot of my couples kind of already know it. So it's kind of, I love talking about it because they're probably sitting there like, oh my gosh, we did that. Ah." (laughs) Um, Yeah, so um, from my buddy John Fasenik, um, he second shot a couple weddings for me and more than a couple probably. But yeah, he's, um, 
he's been an influence on how to, you know, get couples to laugh or, or make situations funny. Um, he used this thing as STDs, um, which is so terrible. Um, but yeah, he has, he has people say like STDs. He's like, all right, on three, say gonorrhea. And it's like, all right, one, two, three. And then it's just like gonorrhea. And they're like, what? Like what? We just said that, you know? So I actually learned that from him. So all credits to him. Um, so when I do like a smiling photo at the camera, um, you know, through the shoot in the beginning, it's always, it might be, if it's awkward in the beginning for the couple, I'm gonna have them say an STD. Um, (laughs) and if, and, if they're really smiley in the beginning, but then they start dying out later during yeah. the shoot, um, then that's kind of when it, when I bring it. There's definitely a time that I bring it, yeah. and um, I make sure that it's a couple that you know is gonna laugh about it and not yeah. be like, um, yeah, yeah. Ooh, what? <laughs> um, mo- I would say all of my couples for sure are, are laughing about yeah. it. Um, so yeah, I just use different different STDs throughout the shoot, random. Um, and then a lot of time the laughing stuff is just kind of um, – I used to like ha- be like, hey, like whisper in her ear or something funny. And yeah. it's just like – and now it's like you got to give them something funny yeah. to f- say or else yeah. the guy's just going to go – and then the girl doesn't laugh. She and goes, you're like, okay. <laughs> so that was a fail on my end, not his end. I set him up for failure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I kind of learned – I started learning some things um, to have the guy say. And it's kind of like, you know, like I learn where their uh, favorite places to eat mm-hmm. or just random stuff. Like, hey, what's your favorite foods? And so just random talk yeah. throughout the shoot. And then uh, I kind of use that to my advantage later on. Um, and just kind of like, hey, like super seductively, like whisper your favorite um, taco topping and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, my bu- I actually got that from my buddy Adam Payne, uh, said it on one of my shoots last summer. Yeah, some sometime last year, Adam Payne used that. Um, he was kind of tagging along on a uh, engagement session that I'll yeah. shoot and just kind of see what I did, you know? Yeah. And, um, it's crazy. I learned that from someone who was coming to learn from me. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of cool. You, I, I always take every experience no matter who I'm around, you yeah. know, there's, I, there's always something new you can learn from someone, yep. you know? And so that was cool. I use that a lot now. Um, and it's like, if their favorite place to eat is like, you know, Runza or something, mm-hmm. it's like, yo, like super seductively, uh, order your favorite, uh, you know, meal from there. And it's like, yeah, I'll take a number one, <laughs> the, uh, Runza, <laughs> you know? And so, so it's just kind of funny. It always makes them laugh. Yeah. Cause it's like, you're, you know, seductively whispering yeah. this weird thing in her yeah. ear. And, um, some couples it's harder than others. Yeah. Obviously. Um, some guys will just go on and yeah. on and keep whispering stuff, yeah. you know, <laughs> and I don't even know what they're saying at that point. Uh, <laughs> it's something funny though. Yeah. I kind of wish I knew what was being said, but no. Um, yeah. So that's kind of one thing. Uh, I know a big thing, um, that I've kind of seen over time is like walking drunk. So I like a lot of movement. So I like you know, just rub his arm, yeah. rub the back of his neck, you know, that way they're not just like stiff. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I would say those are like the main go-to, you know, seductively yeah. whisper some stuff, give them something to whisper. Uh, yelling, yelling is always good stuff. Um, like I'll have them yell, I love you or, um, some or F you something. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, a lot of direction though. Uh, good. Yeah. yeah. I, I talk a ton, obviously, you know, um, 
Yeah, so I just I just try to keep talking mm-hmm. and not make it awkward, basically. Yeah, yeah. And with some couples, you know, the convo dies out, but there's always a the que- a question I can ask. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think as long as you keep moving too, you know. Yeah, moving yeah. along is good for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I move around a lot downtown, so it's like yeah. cool. We'll shoot in this spot for like two minutes, and then we're gonna walk to this new one and yeah. shoot. And I'm gonna move you around and get the shots I need, and then just kind of keep bouncing around, yeah. basically. Yeah, there's stuff that you know we're moving around, and sometimes it's not even intended for the shoot. It's just to like flow into like the next yeah. segment. Yeah. You know? um, so. Yeah. One of my things is uh, when I meet the couple, if I haven't met them yet, sometimes uh, lately I've been kind of you know where I am not meeting with every couple now. Um, it's kind of hard meeting with like 40 couples yeah. um, to like do a time. You know, if I got 40 weddings, you know, it's like I'm not going to meet them and do a timeline in person yeah. and then also meet my new 40 engaged couples for mm-hmm. next year as well. That's 80 meetings, you know. That's 80 days. Like, you know, that's a lot <laughs> out of the year, yeah. you know. That's uh, one, two, three, four. That's like, you know, almost a fourth. More, I don't know math. Wow, that's terrible. About a fourth <laughs> of the year, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, And so that's a lot of time to take that and do that. Yeah. So my thing is, you know, texting or FaceTiming with the couple. And if I haven't done that yet, then uh, I'm going to take the first 15 minutes of our shoot and just tell them, you know, hey, we'll meet this time it's usually about 15 minutes earlier yeah. than i really need to shoot and uh get them in the car just kind of drive them around and uh talk basically yeah. and then uh we'll go shoot so yeah. and i tell them that i'm like yo like i know where i'm going we're just yeah. kind of chilling right yeah. now uh i just kind of want to get to know you guys and just hang out for a bit before yeah. we before i stick a camera in your face basically because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awkward no, that's cool man yeah so you uh you shot Canon for the longest time. Oh, shoot, man. Yeah, and you just Canon. switched. Yeah, I jumped ship from Canon. Uh, I'm shooting Fuji X-T2s yeah. now. Fuji, if you hear this, sponsor me, please. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, yeah, uh, so the jump was multiple reasons, yeah. tons of reasons out there. Um, I just, I think the main thing was it just was so heavy and it started hurting my back on wedding days. You know, I got the whole fast straps carrying two cameras and that's just a lot, you know, I'm, I'm getting older. So I'm thinking about my health and all that crap. So, um, which is so weird, you know, 10 years ago, (laughs) what, like what's an apple? (laughs) No. So yeah. Um, I just like, it started hurting my back more and, um, and I just don't think Canon is innovating for professional photographers. Um, like the Mark III to the Mark IV, you know, there just weren't really that many changes that wowed me, um, I guess. for And that's me, you know. Some people are like, oh, my gosh, it's a new new thing. It's crazy. It's the best thing ever. And, yeah, I just I didn't like the specs at all. Like, yeah. I didn't think there was really that much changed. And I don't think they've changed really anything on anything uh, from, like, you know, from the new camera model to the next mm-hmm. one and stuff. And like the 6D to the 6D Mark II, like did they really change that much yeah. to where I'm going to pay that price for it? And to me, it was like, nah, like yeah. not at all. So I started looking into Sony, started looking into Fuji. And, um, you know, I have a couple of buddies that shoot Fuji and, you know, they've talked about Fuji and it wasn't that I ever was against Fuji. It was just like, I don't want to learn a new camera system during the middle of my wedding season. Like, 
at all. Like yeah. that's just like that's sketchy. I need to know my camera before I start shooting a, yeah. a wedding with it. And yeah, so I kind of waited till the off season and I I started researching it. I you know I spent. 30 to 40 hours watching YouTube videos uh, and just kind of making sure like what I was getting into and making sure it was a smart financial move. And so I went over to my buddy Peters and I kind of held his Fuji. He walked me through it and uh, he's super, super tech, tech guy. And so he was the perfect dude to kind of walk me through it and talk it and dumb it down, you know? And um, yeah, just watching him use it and uh, it was super dope, you know? And so I was sold on it. Um, what I liked the most was like the shutter speed's quicker. Um, it's it's a lot lighter. Um, it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> like a Fuji X-T2 body cost me like 1500 mm-hmm. compared to like a Mark four, which is like what? 4,000? Like no, 3,800. 3, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's stupid. I bought two, <laughs> I, top, I, I bought two XT twos for the price of a Mark yeah. four. Yeah. And to me, they're better. Yeah. The only thing, and I'll be honest here. The only thing I don't like about Fuji is, you know, it's a crop sensor that doesn't bother me, but it does change the aperture. So like if I'm shooting at one four and I can shoot at one four my entire shoot and barely, you know, barely miss focus on most of my shots, uh, like during an engagement mm-hmm. session, like I'm not missing focus on anything at one four. Um, but the thing with a crop sensor is the focal length is different and the aperture actually changes too. Mm-hmm. So if I'm shooting on a, I, uh, in order for me to shoot 24 millimeter, I need to shoot a 16 millimeter yeah. lens. And if it's a 1.4, it's actually like a 2.1 aperture when I'm shooting that. So mm-hmm. the bokeh is um, the bokeh is different. So yeah. you know the autofocus in the background type stuff. Uh, yeah, that's different. It's not as yeah. heavy. Yeah. And I do I do I don't I guess I don't miss it. But that's the only thing I would say um, that Fuji could improve on but you know you need a i think you need a full frame for that but that's the only thing that um the only thing really like uh i think they have I, all the same like line of lenses too as yeah as they had before yeah right? pretty yeah. much um i i have like four lenses in my arsenal now um uh another thing is like batteries you you go i use about six batteries total for a wedding day uh maybe seven just kind of depends um but i have a battery grip on both of my cameras and with the battery grip it holds two and then there's one in the body so i use three so it's pretty much similar to just using one canon battery throughout the day so that i don't ever have to really change batteries out another thing i really loved um was that it's dual sd card slot it's not a cf and a sd and uh yeah that sold me for sure you know i'm backing up like i don't i don't like cf cards I don't know why. It's just not my thing. Well, I do, but I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, yeah. I'm, and that's what, it's all personal preference. Yeah. I'm just, I just love that, the dual SD. Yeah. So it has dual SD. Um, the viewfinder is an electronic viewfinder. I think that's how you say it. Um, and so when I'm looking through the viewfinder, it's like looking on the back of my screen. Mm-hmm. It's how it's supposed to look. If you're looking through Canon, well, it could look a lot different with how you're exposed, yeah. which obviously just use your meter and don't be a dummy. But <laughs> it's just nice yeah. to like look through my viewfinder and it's like how it's going to look. One less thing to, to think yeah, about. Yeah, man. You know? Especially on a wedding day. It's yeah. just the flow. It's it's rushed and yeah. 
just knowing that I'm nailing it. I think every it's important time. when you're when you're growing to learn every aspect yeah, of your camera, of the, of the business, of a wedding day. But, you know, once once you're kind of established, you start finding those little things that yeah. help out. Like yeah. the, the electronic easy, viewfinder yes, probably helps out. I yeah. love it. Yeah. That's so good. I stuff I stuff to do the the half a second check. Yeah, like, oh, that, wait, no one see, more. You know <laughs> that is no longer a thing. It's just crazy. Um, and like I said, no misfocus. Mm-hmm. Low light is incredible. Um, and when I was shooting Canon, you know, I had to shoot like two O, mm-hmm. or else I'm missing focus inside the ceremony when they're walking down. With Fuji, I'm shooting one four, so I'm getting those extra stops, which is mm-hmm. letting in more light, which means I don't have to bump my ISO as high. To get that shot, which means my photo is way crispier. It's a lot better. You know, it's not grainy. Um, So, yeah, I like that aspect, you know, because it's like I can go down three stops compared to, you know, or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, if that's what you how you call it. But uh, instead of bumping up my ISO and it's just like that's that's pretty crazy, you know, like um, so I like that aspect of it. Um, And it's just like so customizable. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so much better we, overall. We uh, we haven't decided to jump ship, but we're yeah. we're constantly looking at other cameras and you know seeing what they do, and uh, but I know when you switched over, we were like, oh, Brett switched over. <laughs> we're like, okay, oh, he's gonna go shoot his first wedding. Let's <laughs> let's wait to see how his photos come out. And, you know, know, we didn't see a huge difference, which is what we were yeah. expecting. You know. Uh, not to see a huge difference, but we were just we were curious because we don't really know too many people with uh, the Fuji systems. And that's so. um, that was my big. I would say that was my biggest struggle was I didn't want to learn a new camera system, yeah. and I also didn't know if my photos would look the same. And that was that's scary, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. obviously. Yeah. And if I uh, my photos start looking different, it's like yeah. oh shoot, you know. Um, so actually I had my buddy, my buddy Peter sent me over about 50 photos from just various shoots and I worked on them, uh, edited them. I was playing around with them and yeah, I just, uh, kind of got my look and yeah. buy back and that's when I was like, cool, I can do this, you know? And, um, yeah, so now i am been shooting Fuji. I, I think that's a perfect example of it's not the camera. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I guess, yeah. but still, you know, it it was a lot different editing those files yeah. for sure. My preset for like the Canon, uh, for you know my Mark three or sixty. When I I put my preset on there, I was just like, oh no, yeah. like that does not look out. <laughs> so I had to tweak it quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I fi- I finally got it working and it's all good now. So you put a uh, a preset as one of your profiles. You make your own profile for your camera. Yeah. So, well, profile. I guess Fuji Fuji doesn't have a profile. Like, okay. Like camera profile. Yes. Yeah. Like Canon has the camera profile. Is that what you're talking about? You would make your own. Yeah. So profile? Pr- my preset, um, my preset is what I created for like my 6D, um, and stuff like that, which worked pretty well for both those camera profiles but uh yeah the preset just did not work on the fuji i did apply that preset though to like the new photos and then i tweaked from there yeah and um yeah there's definitely a lot of things i had to kind of like flip around Mm because the camera profiles aren't um are not the same at all and so yeah i just kind of had to create a whole new preset um to try to match the look that i had which is kind of like that that creamy smooth skin mm-hmm. 
you know, and and colorful. Yeah. I love my colors. So. <laughs> colors That's expected, colors, though. Colors. You know what I mean? Switching yeah. over. So yeah. That makes sense. So uh, you said you're you're doing some mentoring. I've seen yeah. you do some more speaking events. What other kind of stuff are you working on right now? Um, so yeah, you did a few, right? Like you just got back from the um, Chicago one. Yeah, the that's the only. Oh. I guess I've done two in the past, like, six months. There was one here, right? Yeah, yeah. back in November, uh, late November, which was for Omaha Photographer Collaborative, which is a uh, group that a dude put together here. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of, like, get the local photographer community together and start hanging out, which wasn't a thing, you know, in the yeah. past. And um, I kind of went, you know, I didn't go to any of the first talks. Um, and so... He hit me up, you know, I was all for it. I want to talk. Um, I love talking. Um, yeah, so I, I did the talk and it did, it did really well. There was a big outcome and I was, I was super nervous. Um, mainly cause there's a lot of people that I talk to online or I know follow me online mm-hmm. and like, they don't really know me personally. And like I had been, I've been, I'm kind of blunt, um, on social media sometimes. I'm not always goofy. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to like talking about social media and like how draining it is and how stupid it is and stuff. So, and so, um, sometimes I'm just blunt and I know people are like, it's like, Oh man, is he an a-hole or is he not an (laughs) a-hole? So it's like, I feel like, um, this was a way to put my face and just put myself in front of everybody and just kind of show them like, yo, like I'm actually this like super down to earth dude that's trying to help out and live uh, life just like all you guys are Mm -hmm. doing. Like it's no different. Um, so yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, it was just really cool to kind of answer questions and like talk about the process and um, just kind of like who I am and what I do and what I love. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of what it was about yeah. basically. Uh, it's kind of like a Q and a and the turnout was great. Um, I had a lot of fun and I actually started going to a lot of the events and just kind of hanging out and talking to locals. Um, I haven't really been going to any lately. Um, they have them online now. So that's kind of why I'm like, Oh man, like, probably gonna go skateboard or do something else you know and then i'll catch it later when i'm editing so um yeah that's kind of what i've been doing lately um mentor sessions yeah um i've been doing i've i want to say i've done like eight to ten this winter so uh i love mentor sessions i love one-on-one stuff um no like with q a's and stuff it's like you kind of get interrupted or you get off topic and you start talking about something else and it triggers yeah. someone else to ask a, a different question. And it's like, man, I didn't even get to answer that fully. Mm-hmm. And so one-on-one is like, I'm just like one-on-one with this person. Like they can grill me. It's not going to get off topic. I'm going to get their answer question or their question answered, you know, completely. Yeah. And I can go through my entire process with them, you know, yeah. and it's heavily business focused and, just doing the right steps yeah. to make yourself legit basically. And it's a, it's a ton of info, but I, I do love them. And yeah, the, the workshops, I'm not totally into workshops quite yet. And it's funny cause Mark, uh, Mark may is like killer does killer work and he's been educating for like 10 plus years. So I actually, the, he's the one I did the artist talk with on the mm-hmm. Google hangout type thing. And yeah, he got me to team up, uh, at his workshop. So it's his workshop. He asked me to come be the featured photographer and it was just like a Q and a. And then I, uh, I led a styled shoot, uh, kind of set up the styled shoot for, 
the workshop people mm-hmm. and then we shot it kind of talked about a couple of tips that I, you know, kind of what we just did, what I do with couples and yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what that was about. Um, which was super fun. I loved it. Um, I just get kind of nervous <laughs> when there's a lot of people in the room. Yeah. Cause I, and the, you know, they're coming and expecting you to give them the answers yeah. and I get nervous cause I want them to be successful. And if I fail, you know, that's, that's, that's weighing on my conscience and that's just not a good feeling. If, if the, if the person is walking away and they, they don't feel like you've given them enough to be successful. And so that's kind of why I'm not the biggest fan of workshops. Cause I, I feel like I can't reach someone, you know, one-on-one if there's like eight to 10 people there Mm -hmm. or more. Um, So it's just, it's tough. And it's like, I want everybody there to be successful Mm -hmm. and I want to give them everything I can. And I just feel like there's always maybe that one or two that maybe just kind of like didn't get everything they wanted because they're shy and, you know, they're going to these things to break out of their shell and, and sometimes they don't break out of their shell and, you know, that's it's on them for not you know taking the leap and breaking out of their shell but it's also you know some people i i've realized you know they don't learn well in groups you know one-on-one is good and that's like school you know you can't expect everyone Mm -hmm. to learn the same and that's kind of why i like the one-on-one because there's people you know that Every who doesn't do well one on one, you know. So that's why I like the mentors yeah. sessions yeah. for sure. That's pretty cool. And you're able to focus on stuff a lot more, and, yeah. and you're focusing yeah. on on their style specifically. Yes, too, so. that, and that's yeah. like not everyone's. Um, you know, someone might be great at business, and someone else <clears throat> might suck at business in that group. And it's like if I'm focusing on business, well, that person who already knows all that stuff ain't mm-hmm. getting. So the one on one just helps me focus in on what they're struggling with personally, and so. I think it, it, that helps them out a lot more. Yeah. So nice, nice, yeah, boy, yeah. So, uh, dude, the reason I started this podcast is because yeah. uh, I've learned so much from other photographers. I've had mentors myself, and uh, this is kind of my way to to give back and get different perspectives from different photographers or people yeah. in the industry. You know, to see how they do things because everyone does everything their own way you yep. know there's i don't think Definitely. there's a right or wrong way that's uh, correct for sure but what kind of advice would you give a photographer trying to get into this business yeah so um with getting into weddings i guess there's two parts kind of like portraits and stuff um with getting into weddings i think your best bet i always just tell people the same thing like first hire an accountant um, and ask them every question you can when it's time, you know. I wouldn't say hire them monthly because some people hire monthly accountants. I don't understand that. But, um, yeah, I think getting an account, honestly, because I think business is, like, very important. And so that's why that's, like, always my first thing. Like, I think that's where people have the most questions is, like, man, like, what do I write off? Like, how do I do this? How do I expense this? How do I um, track my mileage. And, you know, so I'm always like, dude, hire an accountant, download QuickBooks self-employed or, you know, the QuickBooks app, um, and just start researching that stuff. And your, your accountant's going to help you on everything. Like you can go into a group and ask a business or tax question 
but all those people are living in different states. They're going to give you different questions, Mm -hmm. like, or give you different answers. And it's like, just get an accountant that you're going to work with one-on-one and ask him the stuff. Like they're professionals. Um, so I say do that first for sure. Um, obviously establish, um, a business name and stuff, but, um, second shooting I think is really key. Um, honestly just annoy people and pick their brains. Um, like the photography groups out there, you know, like if you have a question about a client or something, like ask them, um, you're going to get a bunch of different answers and then you can kind of decide for yourself mm-hmm. what's the best way to handle something. But yeah, join some groups, um, not for the whole point of like sharing, but more just getting knowledge from yeah. people. Um, but I think second shooting is great. Um, reach out to people you admire and like their work and try to shoot with them yeah. basically. Um, which is tough though. Um, not everyone's going to want some newer person shooting alongside them if they're, you know, an established photographer or something like that. So maybe just kind of offering up your services for free in the beginning. Cause that's, you know, that's the hustle for sure. Doing free work or yeah. shooting for cheap to get to that point. But, um, yeah, for weddings, I would say those tips for sure. Um, with families and stuff like that though, I think it's a little different. It's not as risky. Um, mainly cause you can redo that type mm-hmm. of stuff and, I think just kind of like letting people know um, that you shoot families and stuff like that. Um, And if you don't have any examples, I guess, or or families you can shoot in the beginning, just maybe reach out to a family that you know of and offer up a shoot for them. Mm. Um, That way you can start promoting it and using that, I guess, to do that or any other type of work that you're interested in. I I think it's BS for you to start charging 500 bucks. Um, for like your first shoot ever. I just, I don't agree with that, I guess. Um, I honestly, I don't know anybody that's just been like, didn't really have any knowledge about something. And then just like charging like 500 bucks. high risk too. Yeah. It's just like, you can do it. I mean, people do it and get away with it. I personally, I just think it's BS to tell someone new charge 500 bucks. Like, no, you're not worth it. Like, honestly, you're, you're not worth 500 bucks, you know, yet. Like you will be, but like right now, like you're giving this person, you know, you're new, you're fresh. And there are people who are not perfect at shooting or that great at shooting yet. And it takes time and experience like hundred percent. So I learned from Mike Smith live. He's a, uh, one of my buddies from Lincoln. He's super motivational dude. And, uh, you know, he goes around to all the high schools and talks and what he told me on his porch was, dude, you got to shoot anything you can for whatever price. Don't be greedy. You do this cause you love it. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I love it, dude. And he's like, cool, man, then shoot it. Um, shoot anything you can for whatever price. And from that point, people are going to trust you and you're going to build this portfolio. You're going to build up this business of trust and people are going to love you for it. Um, And at that point, you know, you'll be able to start charging what you think you're worth and stuff like that in a year or so, you know, so just like hustle, grind. And, you know, that's what he told me he kind of did with speaking, you know, if someone could only pay him this, this much money to speak, cool, I'm gonna do it. And then, you know, they're going to see that I am worth it. And from that point, you know, you keep doing that, you're going to build trust with these people. And uh, from that point, you know, you can start charging what you're worth, because they know that you're worth it at that point. And 
I've had clients like that exactly, you know, like I had people that, you know, I photographed them for like 50 bucks, you know, and now they're paying my full price now because they know it's worth it. And that's, um, I think that's key is just kind of like getting that trust in the beginning and showing people like you can do this. And in the beginning for me, you know, and it still is, uh, it's just not for money. I just want to do it as a career. I freaking love it, you know? And, um, I, I would say right now, um, it's off season. So I'm like super drained. I'm like, Oh man, like, you know, weddings are starting up and, and I, I love weddings. Um, but I think I need to kind of slow down on them, (laughs) (laughs) um, and kind of focus on a couple other things in my life. Um, so yeah, I think, I think just, uh, do everything you can in the beginning to figure out what, uh, what you'd like for sure. Nice, man. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I'm going to end it with that, man. That's, cool, man. That's, that's good. Where uh, where can everyone find you online? Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, at Brett Bruner, B-R-E-T-T-B-R-O-N-E-R. Um, that's on Instagram. Uh, I don't have Snapchat. I do, but I don't use it. Um, <laughs> Facebook, same thing. Yeah, just my name. My name's everything yeah. pretty much, so that's right. about it. Cool. I'll, well, I'll have all the links on the show notes so everybody can go down cool, the bottom. Cool, And there you have it, guys. I had such an amazing time sitting down with my good friend, Brett. Um, He had a lot of great uh, info. He had a lot of great input on the business. Um, It was so good to see him again, too. So I just want to thank him for inviting me into his home and letting us sit down and record the podcast there. Um, He's such a good dude. Go to the show notes. uh, Click on his links. Go check him out. Uh, He's just a really great dude. If you got this far and you're enjoying the podcast, I would really appreciate uh, you leaving me a review, hitting that five-star rating, uh, and subscribing to the podcast so you know when the next one's coming out. If you want to reach out to me, um, if you've got something that you want to hear on the next podcast, something that you want to hear me talk about more, uh, you can reach out to me on Twitter, at Del Toro Photo. Uh, You can also find me on Instagram and just about anywhere online at Del Toro Photo. So reach out to me. uh, Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know who's listening. And we will see you on the next one.